When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 354. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to fix the All-Star game. The Nets firing Jacques Vaughn discuss what the opening of the franchise tag window means for certain players, predicting quarterback landing spots, and more. This is now episode 354, and fellas, it's time to lock in. Beginning of the show, Magic Mind. Shout out to Magic Mind, man. You know how it goes. One gold. Take an energy shot. Good at that. Get locked in for the show. Thanks for that recognition, bro. I appreciate that. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. You know, I love Magic Mon. It tastes good. It does. It's I like how it tastes. Mm-hmm. And it's a coffee substitute. replacement. Yeah, yeah, substitute. You know, I don't like drinking coffee. It tastes amazing. Caffeine is, is it makes me jittery. And Magic Mon helps me that. I get the focus without the you, side effects of caffeine. You strike me as like a very uh, top-notch coffee guy, like very specific coffee <laughs> drinks. That's surprising. <laughs> That's not me. I, don't I know. know. You, you just uh, stereotype me. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm a know, slut for some caffeine. Because so, oh, I'm I'm that way. Ooh, that's a good. Is that really you get me the Starbucks? Get me some cold foam on top, little vanilla in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's your I drink at life. Starbucks? I don't know because my I was having a drink. They have seasonal drinks, and I just had one, and they, it went away. I haven't had Starbucks since. It's been like a month, five weeks. I haven't got Starbucks. Uh, I'm not really a buy coffee kind of guy. Mm. I usually just do the Keurig K cups. <laughs> have it black. I wouldn't be able to get That's Starbucks nuts. every day. I'm a Dunkin' guy. Because dead like eight, ten dollars wrong. Like, there's is. no way I just spent ten dollars no, no. on it. He's a Dunkin' guy. <laughs> I'm a Dunkin oh, he's a Dunkin' guy, <laughs> but he's a get a, a large, large hot chocolate, chocolate no, no, no. eight sugars, extra large. Extra yeah, fine God, bro. You drink not a coffee, coffee drinker. That's the only That's extra large hot really? chocolate they sold all year, by the way. No one yeah, else. It's always me. No one else has ordered an extra large. Let me ask you a question. Probably ever. I've actually. Oh, public announcement. I've stopped putting sugar in. Wow! Like I not mean, a single a pack. That's a step. Not a single pack. No, that I'm giving you recognition. Okay, I appreciate that. Used to be five. Say- used to be six. Then I dropped it to three. So not a coffee drinker. No. Well, that's why you got to use Magic Mind. You know, Magic Mind has been kind enough to sponsor this episode, and you get one month for free when you're subscribing for three months at www.magicmind.com/pickaside. And with our code PICKASIDE20, you get an extra twenty percent off, which gets you to fifty-six percent off a subscription. Those are our last ones left. Next episode, we got to lock in. Oh, that's the four for us. Yes. Facts. Next episode. You just said that. Unfortunately, no, it makes sense. I but I didn't know there was only four left. Sorry, we got to reorder. Yeah, we need to re-up. next that's month. Let's go, Magic Mind. Um, today was the start of the NFL franchise tag window. We're going to talk about players that potentially can't get franchise tagged. I'm excited for the NFL offseason. I feel like there's going to be a lot of player movement. Uh, especially at the receiver position. I hope you're right about that. Not and I'm excited sure. about the draft. The draft's going to be lit. Draft's always lit. Uh, player movement, I am a little concerned about it for the idea that you mentioned the receivers. The best ones, we're going to talk about it. I fear they're all going to get tagged. 
I hope that that's not the case. I would love to see some of these best guys, some of these top guys, go and move to new teams. But that is my genuine fear. Uh, the tag kind of removes a lot of fun when it comes to you the, hate the NFL. Tag. I no, it's my least favorite thing about the NFL. I feel like it's a super unfair advantage that front offices have, and it's a huge smack in the face to to some franchise players. That they feel like, oh, we don't know if you're a franchise player yet. Let's just try and give you one more year to prove it. It's like Kirk Cousins got, you know, jerked around for for how many? I do years? think years. being able to do it multiple years in a row is insane. It is. It's, it's, it's super whack. I, I don't dislike the franchise tag. I feel like there are some instances where it can get a bit excessive. Did they do the same to Dak, if I'm not mistaken? Also, they did. They franchise tagged him once, mm. and then they give him a long term deal. I think it's just a great way to give a player guaranteed money for that said season and try to negotiate a contract. The difference with the NFL and in, in, in the NBA is that in the NBA, if, if you have a player under contract, you can exceed the salary cap and pay him um, because you have the bird rights. But with the NFL, the salary cap is what the salary cap is. There's ways to maneuver around it. Say, but all that does is push the money back further and further and further. It's still money you eventually have to pay, and the salary cap is very real. So I feel like the franchise tag just helps teams work around the salary cap and try to retain their best players. I agree. No, it, it is solely in benefit of front offices. I feel like doing it, being able to do it for repeated years, though, is a little crazy. Yeah. Like maybe you can do it, too, and then yeah. they uh, also, are unrestricted free agent. I was going to say the restricted free agency is a big difference in the NBA and NFL, too, where the NBA, you're a restricted free agent – after before you get your big first contract, right? You still go into they can match. is restricted. They can match it. Yeah. it. Um, we saw that with like DeAndre Ayton in the past, mm-hmm. and the NFL you don't Pacers did the good thing. Yeah, they did. The, the, you don't the really Pacers see should it. be thanking the good Lord <laughs> yeah. that the Suns decided to match. But in the, the NFL you don't you don't really see restricted free agency in the NFL because mm-hmm. it's yep. three it's three or less seasons as an NFL player you could be restricted free agent, and most contracts are at least four years. So you typically don't see it, and that just adds another three or four years that the NBA franchise has held over their player compared to the NFL where it's five for a first-round pick. It just depends, man, because there are some players that the franchise tag is good because you get guaranteed money. You know, There's always a risk of injury. But, for example, Tony Pollard with the, with the Dallas Cowboys. This past season, uh, he got $11 million. He was franchise tagged. In the open market, I mean, based off what the running back value was, maybe you're getting six to eight million a year. So the guarantee money kind of helps. But you know. especially when it comes to running backs, I feel yeah. like they abuse the franchise tag more than any other position. Uh, but again, it does make sense because running back value is hard to to really dictate going forward, especially given, you know, some players we've seen late into their careers, especially this season with Raheem Mostert, CMC's getting up there in age and, and they've had some successful seasons. Derrick Henry, not the best, most efficient year, but he was at least somewhat productive. Uh, but then, of course, you look at the adverse friend of the show. Austin Eckler, who unfortunately is not that good and is up for for a contract, and he may be, uh, there's a potential that he gets franchise tag, which I doubt. I don't think that that would be a smart move by the the Los Angeles Chargers. But yeah, there's there's some give, there's some take with the running back position. But in that in that situation, Tony Pollard was coming off a great year. I think that somebody would have given him some money. It's not like we haven't seen running backs, say Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. Like there's some Joe Mixon's another one. Like hey, you are an above average running back, Tony Pollard, or at least 
coming into the season was an above average running back, he probably would have got some money. But it all is is situational, of course. Missed a forty plus touchdowns in two of the last three seasons. He fell off. It's this not year. good, and he got injured. It's 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 unfortunate and sad. You, you saw what uh, Tony Pollard said though. He what said he that say? he didn't feel fully healthy till week nine of last season. And if you look at his numbers post week nine, yeah. you look at like missed tackles forced, um, like elusive rain on PFF, all those advanced numbers. You could see a pretty big difference between weeks one through eight and nine through, you know, the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, a player like him who wants to get a new contract for multiple years, you got to play through those injuries, unfortunately, because then they use them against you in negotiations, but they're going to use something against you regardless. You know, Mm -hmm. poor play, health, it's one of those. You know, NFL is definitely a cutthroat. You know, that's the that's not the best yeah, part of it. Austin Eckler was due for a contract last season. We're, we're seeing him get an insane bag, but just unfortunately so? the way it works. 40 touchdowns in two he's, years. He's yeah. getting probably like 10 mil a year. Now he's now he's not getting half that, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, no, honestly, it, I he will get signed by a team, but nowhere near the yeah. money that you would expect him to get. Well, he made money. He, it says right here he made 6.25 in 2023. Mm-hmm. So maybe, that's he his last maybe he can get the same amount. I don't know if anyone's giving him six. I hate that for him. Really was well, CMC getting paid fourteen? Is it fourteen? So yeah, somewhere the, in that range. The tag will be eleven, so they're not mm-hmm. giving him the tag. CMC making fourteen is the blessing for all teams, because no yes. running back deserves more money than CMC. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's the best one in the league. I don't know what you guys want to start with first. You guys want to start with the NFL first. You guys want to jump into some NBA stuff. I'm happy to talk We're, about some NBA. We just talked about the franchise tag. Yeah, you Are we going to talk about franchise tag players, maybe? You kind yes. Of started oh, okay. Right? Okay. That's why that's I figured. A, that's, why, that's why I'm asking because we gave kind of a preview to franchise oh. tag, but it wasn't a segment. That's oh. why I was so confused because the first segment on the show doc is just not this, and I was like, "Oh, we switched it up." Yeah, I thought you <laughs> made that uh, game plan. No, I didn't. I made the game plan to start with the NBA first, but we were having such a great conversation talking about the franchise tag. No, that I thought no, sort no, of maybe you brought the up the franchise tag. tag. That's you, why yeah. I thought we were getting you, into you, the franchise I think, tag. I think, I think that is the headline of the show. Okay, so then, like, I think it's the most you, important oh, thing so, in the show to talk about. Talk for sure. Let's do it. I mean, we got Kirk. We got T. Higgins up there. All right, so let's blow our load. First topic of the show. We're already here now. At this point, we're already talking about the franchise tag. The tag deadline is March 12th. So teams have two weeks to figure out. We're gonna go team by team, or no, not team by team. Just you know, you got you could go with the most important player yeah. that you. Think I got. There's a list. We'll get there tagged too. or will not get tagged. The deadline is March 12th. Send me the list, Dels. Today, February 20th, the franchise tag window opened. March 5th, it closes, which means teams have two weeks to negotiate a long-term contract. For so, for those of you that are trying to learn about how this stuff works. The franchise tag is essentially a way for a team to elongate the negotiation process for that said player. So if if a if a front office cannot agree to a contract extension with the player that they want to keep, they will franchise tag them and then extend that process one more year to try to get a deal done. There are some big name players that uh, are up for a tag. These are going to be important decisions. We have T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Josh Allen, Brian Burns. Chris Jones and Legere Sneed for the Chiefs. Kyle Duggar, Patriots, Justin Matabuke, Ravens, Jonathan Grenard, Texans, Antoine Winfield, Baker, Mike Evans, Jalen Johnson. A lot of star players. A lot of stars. So which one do you guys want to mention first? I'll start with you, Drew. Who do you think is the, the biggest one on this list? Biggest one on this list is most likely Legere Sneed, given the fact that, of course, he is one of the premier corners in this game, and especially a position as valuable as that one. And understanding that 
if the Chiefs want a chance at going to be the first team ever in NFL history to go back-to-back-to-back, LeJerry Sneed is a huge piece to that. We understand Trent McDuffie is great in his own right, but understanding with LeJerry Sneed, they become the best secondary in football. And I single out LeJerry Sneed because I believe Chris Jones will be back. I think that understanding he already went through this franchise tag process. They already tagged him once. He will most likely get his deal. Uh, but I think Legereus Sneed, it'll be interesting how they handle the situation where I believe they will tag him as it'll be most cost-effective or the cheapest for the team to do so. But it'll be interesting to see if it does burn them in the future unless they win a championship and Legereus is just like, ah, all I know is winning. Why not just stay? But the cornerback position, especially for the Chiefs, is extremely valuable where they have something that not many teams do. They have an elite secondary. In today's league, obviously we understand how valuable that is. So to me, I'll highlight Legereus Need. And then to get to the fun position, of course, we're talking about the wide receiver. Unfortunately, I believe both of these guys are going to be franchise tagged. And that's Michael Pittman, and that is T. Higgins. Now, T. Higgins, of course, coming off of his worst career, worst year of his career, but of course, that was also due to injury where he only played 12 games, and then on top of it, no Joe Burrow. You understand that T. Higgins is a great talent. His skill set is very specific, though. He is a bigger, more physical wide receiver, and he can make plays down the field. But... If you're the Bengals, you cannot allow T. Higgins to just hit the open market. He's too good. He's too valuable. And you get one more year of running it back with, of course, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Mixon, or maybe a Chase Brown, depending on what they decide to do with the running back position there. But you need to make sure you bring back T. Higgins, even if that's not something that I may want. I would like to see T. Higgins be a number one receiver on a, on a different team that is more wide receiver needy, but you solidify those guys as still one of the best duos in the league. And then Michael Pittman, who really emerged this season as one of the better wide receivers in the league, doing it with a backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew. He's simply too good to allow to, to hit the open market as well. He either will get a franchise tag or will get a long-term extension because they can't afford to, to allow the a, a, a position of that value especially how thin theirs is, to hit the open market. Michael Pittman means a lot to them. With Anthony Richardson coming back this season, you want him to have a reliable option consistently, and that is Michael Pittman. So to me, those are the three guys that I will highlight, but number one, I do believe it is Legereus because he means the most out of all these players available to his team winning a championship. It's also tough for teams to get creative with contracts when you franchise tag a player For because sure. this is a one-year deal there is no way to like add void years to this specific no franchise tag stuff. exactly everything when we say it's a 22 million dollar franchise tag number that's that's the 22 million dollar you know hit you're gonna be taking on your salary cap so drew mentioned you know a bunch of guys that that's probably the top of the market one thing about the Bengals though is joe burrow's his cap, his like big cap number where the spike is in 2025. So it's around like 24, 28 million this upcoming season. And then in 2025, that's when it starts approaching nearly $50 million as a cap hit. So they want to keep that core together with Jamar Chase, who's going to get probably a record-breaking deal unless Jettas does it after yeah. him for a day. Um, and then Joe Burrow, who signed a nearly $300 million extension last offseason, who's, of course, getting his money. But I think you have to pay up in some circumstances. A player that I'll highlight is Brian Burns, defensive lineman from the uh, Carolina Panthers. 
The Panthers might be the least talented team in the NFL. They had an opportunity in the past to trade Brian Burns for two first-round picks. And on one hand, you say, well, we traded away our best player. On the other hand, those two first-round picks could help accelerate a rebuild, which you desperately need. Because it wasn't too long ago where the New York Jets had this phenomenal safety, one of the best safeties in our franchise history, and we needed a rebuild bad. The Seattle Seahawks called us. We got two first-round picks, and that helped rebuild us into the team we got today. That turned into Garrett Wilson and AVT, who, of course, Garrett Wilson's one of the best in the game uh, at one day, and AVT's got to stay healthy, but he's also a phenomenal offensive player. Um, But this is a big decision for the Panthers because the number for the edge rushers this uh, this offseason for the franchise tag is $23 million. And I think Brian Burns will probably get more than $23 million on the open market. So it makes sense to franchise tag him and then try to come to a long-term extension. If I'm the Panthers, I have such little talent and I don't really have a need to, or I don't think a lot of free agents are going to be coming to us anyway unless we really have to overpay them. I would be looking to bring back probably the best player on my team in Brian Burns. They've been going back and forth to contracts for like three years now, but I, I'm hopeful that this is the offseason that could get done. What do you got, Riff? I thought you were going to go in front of me. All right, so you mentioned the stars. I'm looking at this list. I think Jalen Johnson's a guy I want to highlight. You know, a player for the Thanks. Chicago Bears, a team that kind of last season had his little ups and downs, you know, started off a little weak, but then when they got Montez, Montez, Montez Sweat. Oh, there it goes. Then they started to perform a lot better. The defense started to play at a high level. You know, you started to see you started to see a change and a shift on that defense. And Jalen Johnson was one of the biggest reasons for that, of course, too. I believe he made All Pro last year, second team, which is great. So now he can walk into negotiations with kind of a little bit of a leeway. Like, no, I deserve to reset the cornerback market, which I don't think he should. You know, I think there's other corners that are clearly better than him. But for sure, and if he doesn't. Chicago's in a position where they have enough cap. They can give him that guaranteed tag. You know, that's somebody that they can place still while working out the talent on this roster. But I think this is a guy they shouldn't tag. I think this is a guy they should definitely work to give a contract to. You know, he's 24 years old, just had the best year of his career. And, you know, like you said, a part of the timeline and in a defense that doesn't have an insane amount of star talent. Jalen Johnson's one of those guys that could break out into that star talent. That could be the guy that'd be another shutdown corner in football. So that, that was one guy I wanted to highlight. I did have another one. Was from Miami, your team. Christian, Christian Wilkins. Wilkins. Yeah, that's, that's the guy. I was thinking one. about yeah, he, that one too. It, it's interesting because Miami's defense last year wasn't a good in the beginning. Ramsey came back. They started to be a league. But, you know, you saw the competition was a little funny, funny. But nonetheless, they played well. But I think Wilkins, he, he had a career year last year. He was, and he, he was elite for the Miami Dolphins for a team that's predicated on an insane offensive output, a team that's going to have to pay Tua this grand contract mm. soon, which they got to figure out. 50 M's is nuts. And that's Please a lot of money. do it. That Please, is, you know, I'm that's, begging. That's something they yeah, got to figure out what also. You, wish for. you know, this Wilkins contract isn't going to be a little bit difficult to kind of go around you know you can tag him for the year but you have to f- remember next year you'll be paying your quarterback soon and that's a lot of money to go to for you know a mid-level quarterback listen there's only some players on here that i think move the needle when it comes to the contenders next season i think the most important one is the chiefs with chris jones and legerious need chris jones franchise tag number is 32 million i think it's unlikely that the chiefs franchise tag him i think he will get a long-term contract extension Legereus need is a tricky one because I, I don't know if they can afford to pay him. Uh, part of me feels like they might end up losing him. 
And I hope they don't because I think he really exemplifies what the Chiefs are and what they have been, and he fits bags perfectly. And I would hate for him to go to another situation that doesn't utilize him in the way Spags does. But I'm hoping that both of them get the get get their deals done. Chris Jones, I think, is number one priority. Must stay. He has to be there. Legarius need. It's a priority. But the Chiefs have been drafting corner. They have been kind of eyeing for this day where they have to pay. Legereus need they let Charvarius Ward walk they draft Trent McDuffie in the first round and if there's a draft class to need a corner offensive tackle it's this one there's a lot of corners in the top 100 so they could draft a corner in one of the first two days of the draft then it's T Higgins I I agree with Drew I don't think he's gonna go anywhere I think the Bengals gonna run it back one more season you can't afford to pay Jamar Joe Burrow and T Higgins that's just not gonna happen but for this one year one last go around you can't lose T. Higgins on top of losing Obuzier, who I think will walk in free agency, and DJ Reader, Tyler Boyd as well. DJ Reader's 30, has some injury concerns, and he's going to demand a lot of money. And this is a draft where you can get a defensive lineman. So I think the Bengals will tag T. Higgins. I found this interesting stat. So since 2014, the team's leading in cap percentage to quarterback and wide receiver rooms were the 2014 Dolphins. They went 8-8. Eight and eight. The 2015 to 2017 Falcons, so they were leading in that three years in a row. They were 8-8, eight and eight, Super Bowl loss, divisional round loss. 2018-49ers, they went 4-12. The 2019 Vikings, 10-6, and six, divisional round loss. The 2020 Colts, 11-5, wild card loss. 2021 Packers, surprisingly, they went 13-4, divisional round loss. The 2022 Commanders, 8-8-1, eight, eight missed the playoffs. And this past season, the 2023 Broncos, you allocated the most money to your quarterback and receiver room, and you guys went eight and nine. This formula tells me that long term, you, you just can't allocate so much money to just quarterback and wide receiver when you need offensive line, defensive players. It no team has won a Super Bowl in the last ten years doing so. Mm. So I think this will be the last ride for T. Higgins. Hopefully, they could get it done this year because he's a phenomenal player. And last season. When they were healthy, which wasn't long, the only they only played 161 snaps with Burrow, T. Higgins, and Chase all healthy. They were number one across the board outside of EPA per play, where they were second only behind the 49ers when all of them were healthy. The three healthy games were the Seahawks, the Bills, and the 49ers, which were some of their most impressive showings of the season. I think who's not going to get tagged? Unfortunately, it breaks my heart, but I don't think Bryce Huff is getting tagged. I don't think so. He, the tag point, like you mentioned, the price point is $23 million. Bryce Huff, I think he deserves that, but we drafted Will McDonald in the first round of this past draft. The year before that, we drafted Jermaine Johnson, who's coming to his own, who I think will be a Pro Bowl player. So I think that leaves little to no room for Bryce Huff. They paid Quinnen already, so you already yes. got this superstar-level interior guy. And the, just the holes for the Jets, man. They have to focus a lot on the offense. 100%. Front office knows that. Salah knows that. So... Basically signing a one-year, $23 million contract, and that's going to take up a whole bunch of restructures and all different types of stuff you could do. It just makes it more challenging. So Bryce Huff, we were just talking about before the show, he's going to go somewhere and ball, and I'm prepared to him to have a 15-plus sack season. Uh, but unfortunately, the Jets dug themselves this hole. So I'm prepared for everybody to say, why did the Jets let this guy go? And we're explaining to you right now, the money just doesn't work. It doesn't make any have sense. Have you seen our offense? We have two players. Two weapons, I should say. We need to revamp the offensive line. We need to revamp the receiving room outside of Garrett Wilson. And I think we will address those holes in the offseason. Mm. The Jets will pay. Yes. It doesn't always work out, but they'll pay. 
That's a fact. I think that the players that don't get franchise tagged, unfortunately, are all the running backs that are mm-hmm. due for a contract. I don't believe Josh Jacobs will get another tag. I don't believe Saquon will get another tag. Although, if there were any running back to get a second one, to me, it would be a Saquon Barkley understanding that the Giants just need weapons and losing Saquon, their best weapon, would be pretty detrimental. It could also wow. save some money uh, cutting Darren Waller, too. I think it's about That's a fact, million. which is also a strong possibility. Uh, and then the last one would be a Tony Pollard. Uh, I I want to say Tony does go back to the Dallas Cowboys, understanding that unless they address they address it in the in the draft, which is possible. Uh, Rico Dowdle, not a bad player in the limited opportunity that we saw him play, but there really wasn't that much depth for the running back room in, in Dallas. And understanding, like Joel mentioned earlier on in the show, that. He, he needed some time to get fully healthy this season. When he finally was healthy, you finally saw Tony Pollard really play at a at a high level or, or the level that you are at least anticipating with Tony. I think Tony of the three is obviously going to be in the best situation being in, in Dallas's offense. But I think Josh Jacobs will be an interesting one on the open market. I think that he will go to a team and make them better. And then Saquon Barkley, where there's already some rumors saying that he follows some Houston Texans players, that would be... An insane fit with the Texans. Saquon Barkley with hopefully Tank Dell coming back. Nico Collins. Dalton Schultz, who is also ironically due for a franchise tag. He'd be going from $6 million to $12 million. And, of course, the franchise, C.J. Stroud. That's going to be a very fun offense. You saw what they were able to do with Devin Singletary. Franchise. Imagine what happens with, with Saquon Barkley. A lead nickname, if that is his nickname. Franchise? Yeah. I just gave it to him. Well, shout out to you. Trade market. Okay. Getting paid. The franchise. <laughs> the franchise. He is the franchise. I think, um, I think Pittman gets paid. Yeah, I think I, he I think, gets the contract. I, yeah, for I sure. think he gets the contract. I think you know with his young age, the year he just had eleven hundred yards, four TDs. You know, and he didn't get to share the field with AR, which is what they would have hoped. And then Jonathan Taylor, he broke on late in the year. Um, I just think their offense is so young, and they're all around the same age. You know, and with that wide receiver core not being as great as you like, you know, Downs he showed flashes, Pierce whatever, you know, but Pittman Jr. is really the, the crown jewel of that core. You kind of want to keep him locked in next to AR. You want to pay him. But um, I, I noticed we didn't talk much about Josh Allen from the Jaguars. So I was going to bring up yeah. next. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Floor is yours, Dallas. <laughs> uh, no, because the Jaguars and Panthers are in two different situations, I think. Uh, right? The Panthers are complete rebuild, and the Jaguars want to be contenders. Uh, I don't want, I'm don't. i not calling them want to be, but they want to be contenders. You can call them want to be. I just don't know if they're contenders right now. But you have Josh Allen, who's coming off franchise record, 17 and a half sacks. Um, he was sixth in pressures. He's been phenomenal, you know, especially this past year. He was really good. I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars salary cap table right now. And, of course, you can make moves, and um, you could restructure and do different things. They have $11 million in salary cap. That's before making any adjustments. To pay Josh Allen, that's one year, $23 million. And you have some holes, I think, on offense. You have Calvin Ridley, who's a free agent, who I think is going to end up walking because they'd have to give a second-round pick. Um, you have some holes on the offensive line, and there's some other issues on this defense as well that has to be filled. But Josh Allen's been so damn good for them. He has. And he's another player that they drafted, top 10 pick. We're able to develop him. He wasn't this locked-in superstar that he kind of broke out to be this season. We were waiting for the breakout season, and he had it now in uh, you know in his, his contract year. So I think the Jaguars end up re-signing him because if they let him walk, the defense gets even weaker than, my opinion, I think it is right now, and edge rusher becomes a huge need for them. Um, but it's going to be hard to fill a lot of these other holes. You let Ridley walk, now you need a receiver. This offensive line needs some work. As I mentioned, there's there's some issues on this Jaguars team, and we've been talking about Michael Pittman and the Colts, how great they are. Houston, if they get Saquon Barkley, 
It's crazy to think a year ago, it seemed like this was the Jaguars division to own for the next decade. And now you look up and you have two, you have one definite superstar quarterback. And Fair I think Josh. AR is going to be right up there with Trevor Lawrence and, and, and Stroud if he's able to stay healthy. But Josh Allen's going to be a huge uh, free agent for them. I think it's unfortunate with the Jaguars because this was supposed to be the year that the division was the easiest, but it ended up being tougher than everybody expected. And one thing that caught me by surprise was how much talent the Jaguars lacked. They have a lot of top-end talent, but the offensive line isn't good. They got mm -hmm. zero push. The receivers, I thought they were trying to come into their own. I don't think it's a terrible group. The offensive line is the biggest concern for me. And Josh Allen is the only place they generated pressure from. Their linebackers aren't very good. Devin Lloyd has been a disappointment. Trayvon Walker has been... He's been he's been good. Been he's, right. he's actually been good. Um, you anticipated him to be better, especially when you drafted him over Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think it's that big of a gap. I think Trayvon Walker... Why are you disrespecting him? <laughs> no, no. I, I think Trayvon Walker is a great player. Eight sacks in four games to close out the season. Eight sacks for Aiden Hutchinson? I, if I'm not mistaken. No, those, 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 those are great numbers. Shit. Yeah, Those right. are great numbers, but Trayvon Walker is great in his own right. He's not a Let me bad make sure player. I'm not chatting. I'm almost positive. Look up pass rush win rate. No, he's not. He's not a bad on. player at all. Josh Allen is the majority of the pressure. That's why I think he's going to come back. And like you mentioned, I think Calvin Ridley is going to walk. The, the Jaguars have so many holes to fill, and I think uh, because of the hype they got walking into the season, we look at them as okay. a team that is a little bit more talented. But I think they lack a lot of talent. I wanted to bring up. Um, Aiden's nuts. He's nuts. I wanted to stay on the T. Higgins point because I don't think the Bengals get enough credit for drafting day two wide receivers. Mm. It happens every four years. Their director of player <laughs> personnel, his name every is Duke Tobin. Years. Is Aiden, is Auden Tate on this list? It, he's not. Oh, 2012, 2016, 2020. Can you guys guess the receivers that Duke Tobin drafted in each year? We'll start with 2012. Wait. He was with Cincy this whole time? Yes. A.J. Green? Tyler Boyd. No, A.J. Green is the first round. Oh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, you got one right. You that was 2016. Tyler oh, Boyd was the I first thought you guy. said 2012. I That's why I went A.J. Uh, Tyler Boyd was the first guy to the three that got drafted first. I remember. I was a big fan of him. Uh, oh, God. Wait, so you just said 2016? 2016 is Tyler Boyd. Simpson? I don't know. Really you can think. start with 2022 if you want. Jamar Chase. Well, no, 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 T. Higgins is 2022. So that's, so you got two of the three. You got Tyler Boyd 2016. You got T. Higgins yeah. 2022. I'll give you a hint about the 2012 receiver. He is a receiver that can also throw the ball. Terrell Pryor? No. That's a good one. Um, that's a good guess. Uh, receiver that could also throw the ball. Oh, um, um, was it Muhammad Sanu? It was Sanu. Muhammad Sanu. 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 Oh, well done, well done, well done. So, I went. I was thinking way too hard about yeah, that one. I remember, Every four I remember years, he used to launch that yes, shit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Jer Jerome Simpson. That's who I was thinking of. You might have been that he did the flip into the end zone yeah, that yeah, everyone yeah, was yeah. freaking out about. He was drafted day two. Muhammad Sanu, then Tyler Boyd, then T Higgins, and now it's 2024. So the Time. theory is that Duke Tobin will draft the receiver in day two, and this is a, a, a receiver depth heavy draft class. Mm -hmm. For sure. They land Keon Coleman on B-side. You're a Keon Coleman fan? I like Keon Coleman. Okay. I feel like as the year as the year progressed, people became less and less on him because I, I think, what is it, he has a drop problem? Or is that, I'm thinking of Johnny Wilson, or I think his drop percentage. Johnny Wilson Johnny does Wilson, have yes. a huge drop yeah. problem. Johnny like Wilson's going to be a good pick for someone now. <laughs> Because he's going to be like day day 
two day three, and he's gonna go to a good ass yeah. team. You're just saying that because he's tall. Johnny Wilson's six seven, but like he does nothing Ooh, that good. He's a body. Steve Smith destroyed him. Uh, is that who he's talking about? Johnny he was Wilson, like, the yeah, six seven like, guy. Yeah, he's like the physique is. He's just awful. He's, he's a body. He's terrible. He doesn't have hands. It's sad. Do we think six seven no hands is nuts? The Bucks have three potential but players you can work in the franchise. On they have they Baker. They have Mike. They have Antoine Winfield. We already know Mike's not getting tagged. That's already been reported. Winfield's probably getting tagged. Um, and Baker's tag number for one year would be. Uh, $36 million for one year. I think year. that's bigger than the contract you actually get. <laughs> for sure. That's why I think Baker gets extended. I, I saw a report, I think, that said like two, three years around 70, 75 million. Yeah, something similar to that. Um, so, yeah, Winfield looks like the one player that if they were going to tag anybody, to be him. The safety number this year is $17.2 million. Um, when you look at the Buccaneers cap space, they have $29 million in effective cap space. So they have the money to do it. And Winfield's been a great player for them, you know, so I think uh, that's probably the most likely scenario. Hmm. Damn, Mike gone. Levante David's also an option to tag. Yeah, I do think that Baker gets extended. I think Mike... I don't think Levante's going to... He should get extended, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. It'd be interesting to see Mike Evans hit the open market after having the year that he just had. Jordan Schultz uh, went on BR the other day. He listed the five teams. It was the Jets, the Chiefs, the Panthers... Um, let me look at the standings. Panthers those three. I don't know if I. I want think to Mike we're Evans is going to the Jets. I have a feeling. The Patriots was the other one. Oh, we're good off that too. I have Jayden a feeling Daniels that drafted there. I'm cool with that. That um, the Buccaneers are going to implode this offseason. They have to sign Antoine Winfield, Levante David, Mike Evans, Baker, like Dell's mentioned. The Lions was the fifth one. If Mike Evans doesn't nuts. come back, <laughs> I don't. I don't see why Baker would come back. Like, I think losing Dave Canales is a big reason why Baker might not want to come back. That's why the Panthers' connection, because Canales is... Got it. Yeah. So I think Baker Mayfield could go Carolina to another team that's back. quarterback needy. Mm-hmm. And I, I threw up this question on Twitter. The question was, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, are you paying Kirk Cousins or are you paying Baker Mayfield on the open market? I'm assuming because Baker's cheaper. You Baker's cheaper. Kirk's going to want fully guaranteed whatever he signs. Kirk wants to be guaranteed money up until 2026. I would so give three my, seasons uh, of guarantees. Not And this isn't a slide on Baker. If I can keep that Hunter, I'd give enough. it to Baker. I think Kirk Cousins is just a better quarterback. I agree, but I think if you if you you find a way to get not Kirk, but you can get a little bit lower than that based What's on the difference play? in contract? How many millions of dollars are I, we talking I, about? Baker plus? gets 25 a year. Kirk, 35? 40? You think Kirk is 35, 36? Yeah, I think Kirk Dak's is 40 plus to get 60. What the fuck? Dak was walling. Dak is 40 If Daniel Jones got 40 mil, because that's what the standard of contract is, it starts I think at 40 Kirk mil. can get so like 40 43? or 50 million on the open market. That's 20. That's damn near almost 20 it's mil less difference. than Baker. But Kirk is so Minnesota. His whole family, they all have embraced it. It would have a, and I don't know, maybe coming off the Achilles, he's like, maybe I'll take a little bit less money. I've got guaranteed bread for the oh, last six, seven years. get out of here. I get it. I get it too. I get it too, but. I'm trying to think. Baker, 25 million. Maybe what they could Gino get 30. Get? Didn't Gino he got 25. Get, was it 25? 25, yeah. But I feel like Baker, for a majority, to start his career, significantly better than Gino. They thought that that Correct. was a flash in a pan, and obviously this season, I think he showed that he wasn't as good as the year before, but he was still a passable quarterback, yep. more than. Uh, Baker was damn good this season. Top 10 in both passing touchdowns and passing yards. Uh was able to win a playoff Minnesota game. Got weapons too. Minnesota does have weapons. Obviously, we know Addison. We know Jet, who's the best in the game. Arguably one and two TJ. between him and Tyreek. TJ, uh, TJ Hawkinson, most definitely. Ty Chandler, damn. Bro, this... They got some dogs out there. They do have a good-ass team, but understanding that... 
Kirk Cousins is just it's it's a it's a gap. And it's not a, a huge gap, you could say, but it's a good enough gap where so I would you, still is, pay Kirk. Is the, the money. gap big enough? Because I'm assuming if you get Baker, he asked that. Because if you get Baker, you keep Hunter. Is the gap big enough to where you can lose Hunter? You also got to pay Jettis a record breaking deal. He'll get that. Don't worry. We'll, yeah. we'll worry about that when we get there. Well, Jettis also said he wants to know what Dan, goes Daniel on Hunter. with Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter. Jettis has also said he wants to know what happens with Kirk before he signs his extension. Oof. And also, is that it, kind of is it worth messing up the, the chemistry that's already in the building with sure. Kirk Cousins, with a new quarterback, having to learn a system? It might be, but I think Baker Mayfield is one of those guys that can mesh in quickly with his surrounding parts, and I think that happened with, with Kevin O'Connell. With Kevin O'Connell, I have, yeah. I would have faith. And, and that's, that's, <clears throat> that's it right there. because Your ceiling's higher with Kirk, that's course. why. It is, but how much higher? You know, he has one playoff win in six years. The ceiling, the ceiling isn't that. Uh, Baker Mayfield just won two say, playoff. You wins. could say he has one, one playoff game. win in, in six years, but at the same this time, this year they could have made a run. The year versus they the, the year versus the Giants, he was near perfect. Yeah, they lost because of the defense. This past year, it looked to shape up to be the best Minnesota team that we were that we had seen, and that's talking about a thirteen win team. Yeah, the they year before Detroit that. But the, thir- the thirteen, we, we got to stop. You got to stop missing that thirteen win team. Because we understand Yo. that the 13-win Vikings were not that good. No, well, I, that was my whole point, though. <laughs> yeah, I said that this Minnesota team was shaping up to be better than the 13-win Vikings team. Yes. But also, what I only said about the Vikings that year was Kirk Cousins in the playoffs, because that's what this conversation's about, was perfect. Ultimately, when it comes down to Kirk Cousins in this conversation, is if he was healthy... This isn't a conversation. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he tore his Achilles, he's on the older side, and he wants three years of guaranteed money, Minnesota is not willing to give him that because there's a lot of players coming up that they have to pay, like Justin Jefferson, who's going to reset the wide receiver market. Daniel Hunter is a free agent right now, and they got to sign him back, and he might be walking. I think the Vikings are in a terrible position this offseason because they could lose Kirk Cousins. They can lose Daniel Hunter. They could probably replace Daniel in the draft with the first-round pick because it's edge rusher heavy. But when I look at Kirk Cousins' injury with the Achilles and Baker Mayfield coming off a great season with the Buccaneers, and when Baker Mayfield has been healthy, he has played well. His rookie season his third season in the NFL where he led the Browns to the playoffs, got a playoff win, and then this season where the three years that he was actually healthy, he's been really productive. And I think under Kevin O'Connell's offense with Jettas and Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson, if they can pay him a cheaper deal and surround him with more talent, then I think the Vikings are in a better position. Because if you're giving a lot of money to Kirk Cousins, that means the money is getting removed from another position. And if you don't have a dominant edge rusher like Daniel Hunter, it makes your defense so much worse. I just don't think Baker gets 25. Like if the gap, if you think the gap between Kirk and Baker is 25 million, I think you're mistaken. Uh, Again, like you mentioned, good rookie year, good third year, good fifth year. So three of the five years of his career, he's been a solid quarterback in the National Football League. Again, I say that with the idea that Geno had six six years, if I'm not mistaken, of not being a good quarterback to finally showing, yo, I'm 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 actually really good at football. That's why he got twenty five million because it was a little bit of a gamble on Seattle's part. In Tampa Bay spot, they won a playoff game. And again, Baker has been good majority of his career, I would say. He's going to get somewhere up of 35, 40 million. I do firmly believe that, especially after being top 10 in touchdowns and yards. I think the, to think the gap is 25 million is far fetched. Baker is a lot better than getting 25 a year. So to transition to the next topic, predicting where these top quarterbacks are going to land, we have 
a bunch. Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Drake May, Caleb, Jaden Daniels, or touching on the draft now. I added those. I, I th- yeah, I know you did. Okay. I, I like it. I like it. Even though two of the three are very obvious, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. they are. I don't I'll know. tell you what. It's not going to go four for four for one of those draft picks. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's... Uh, <laughs> are you subbing me? No, I'm subbing him. Oh, okay. Okay, it so if you guys want to, we can start with the the rookie quarterbacks coming okay. in. All right, so beautiful. Where do you think that the top three rookie quarterbacks in this upcoming draft class will land? Okay. So Caleb's going to Chicago. Yes. We could is. agree on that. 100%. They're done with Fields. We no can all admit that. Fields. He's going to move I on agree. somewhere. He's yes, going to be great, but he, Caleb. He, he is, uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Caleb Williams will be the number one pick yes. in the draft. Absolutely. So Who's, where's Drake May going? You guys tell me. Uh, I, is it a consensus <laughs> commanders here? I think unless... Denver sends them the fucking haul. I said, if they send them a, a say haul, then um, I would say, yeah, but I think Washington. Takes three first. Place. Drake May. No, no, that's Denver Broncos. more. No, we don't need more yes, than you that. You're not it's three first. Yeah, you're not getting them. Why? That's, they, that's they, basically they, the Trey Lance trade. I know. I think. Listen, Was Drake not way better than Trey and Lance? Do you want to know why it's. it's yes. Right? Yes, yes. You know yes. what? You know what Denver could to flirt the idea Hold to on. them? Quick question. Okay. Bryce Young or Drake May coming up? Drake May. Drake May, mm-hmm. what did Bryce get? A wide receiver Two and, and DJ Moore. Yeah, bro, you need more than three. Uh, no, you do. I say three with the idea that well, three and probably a second. Uh, but at the same a time, second, a second is valuable. I think I'm, a three, uh, three first. Yeah, what they get for the Bryce? thing is if. If the pick is up for sale, if number two is up for sale, that means it's not just going to be Denver yeah. interested. What, There's going to be what, a bunch of teams. What did go for? Two first, a DJ second round Moore. pick, and DJ Moore. That's yeah. way more than three in a second. Well, they swapped, if I'm not mistaken, they swapped. Yes. Uh, and then they got their first this year. What's your pick DJ now? Moore. 12, right? We have 12. I think you would take you would take Washington out of QB. I think Jaden goes before 12. Most definitely. So you would take him out of. They would have no. I think Washington takes Drake May. Let's be realistic. I just think Drake Drake May was Washington. Let's be realistic. They got a they got new regime, new GM, new coach. They want a quarterback. Washington has been known to be surprising. Uh, There's a. There's most like he's most likely done. This is Washington has a need at quarterback desperately. Desperately need it. Who's the option if if they don't take Drake? You can't run it back. Sam Howell back. Or Kobe Brissett. Or or Justin Fields. Yeah, you have to be a bit of a madman. To do that, it's Her, possible. Uh, commanders, they're not doing. That. Would you rather, if you're the, if you're the Commanders, well, me get three actually. first round picks from the Denver Broncos? Which, hey, if you're the Broncos, you could sell to them. We might not be that good. We're bringing in a rookie quarterback. We may not be that good. Our picks are going to be valuable to you guys. A, a second round pick, probably. I'm assuming either this year or next. Uh, and Justin Fields. I would take Drake May. I'll take the quarterback that can be a top ten quarterback. The, in the so league. the three first round picks in a second. I don't think, to me I, personally, you're giving me a box of chocolate. Could be I not just, me. It could be anything. Yeah, me personally, I just watched Bryce Young go for DJ Moore, who just had his career year, two first and a second. And you're telling me Drake is better than Bryce coming out? Yeah, I need more. Okay, I mean, how much more can? I mean, I, it's the best was, offer available. <laughs> I need more. I think you can get better. No, I think I, so. Honestly, what's better, which would hurt, but I'd be willing to do. Sadly. If, yep, if they talking. ask two first and Pats are 10. But I don't think you guys are going to give up that much draft capital. I don't capital. think so either. After the Russ thing botched, 
You're not either. giving you up it's more draft It's completely different, though. No, it's not. I say it's completely different. Where and Pat, like, do you, you want to know why it's different? You guys have holes, man. It's this different because immediate. Well, again, it's a we do have holes, but at the same time, you get the first piece. There's a reason why Sean Payne's not a ten. Can I finish with the the reason why it's not the same? There is a reason. And already in year one, we were better than last year. But again, if we want to talk about why it's different, is because we traded for that quarterback, we gave away our picks, but we also gave this quarterback 245 million. We'd be getting a quarterback on a rookie contract. Huge difference. Where we can now go and fill pieces of which we need. That's the it, truth. Does, it doesn't matter if you get a I'll quarterback take, but, uh, on a rookie Denver contract. Denver gets J.J. McCarthy. What do you mean it, it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter because you <laughs> already you, you have a historically high dead cap hit with Russell Wilson. Correct. So you can't, you still can't build correctly around a rookie quarterback because you're not going to have much money. It'll be, it'll be what, two years of that dead cap if I'm not mistaken? That's a lot. That's that, half of the quarterback's that's, rookie deal. That's two of the three. That's two of the five years. Two of the five years with a rookie quarterback. So you're still saying we have a three-year window to figure it out. And you have massive holes on your roster that you need still to address. Have, I, you, need a receiver. you have one receiver. Uh, you have one receiver. You need a tight end. It depends. A tight end, I you agree. Need an edge you need an edge rusher. You have to pay Judy soon. Uh, you need a second quarterback. Judy's, I think he's a free agent. You need right. a linebacker. There's a lot of things that Broncos need. Corlin Sun's a free agent, too. Oh, pay him. Uh, he We won't pay him. Oh, so you have nothing. Uh, the Jerry him. Judy. Uh, exactly. We, we have Judy a free agent? God willing, Tim. Is he a free agent? Him as a number one. No, I don't, think, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Tim Patrick, God willing, he stays healthy. All pro Marvin Mims. You could, buddy. Yeah. No, no. Our, our wide receiver situation is definitely not the so best. Washington. But again, you, you start to fill those pieces as they come. I just I don't think Denver's in a situation to give up their entire future for Drake May. I think we would, though. No. I, don't, I don't know. Jerry Washington. Judy signed for one more year. So okay. next year he's a free agent. It's not really. Uh, I, I think Commanders. Com- Jaden Daniels is the wild card. I'll take Commanders. Yes. Jaden Daniels at two? No, not two. I'm I talking have... about he's the wild card of. Where he's oh, going to go. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I, have I, understand. A, I have a selection for Jane Daniels. Where? I'm going to the New York Giants. Pick number five. Six, I six. think. Six. Pick number they six. They go back into that sense. number six overall. They took Daniel Jones last time. Jaden Daniels this time. Two reasons. Number one, Daniel Jones isn't the guy. I think it's pretty obvious that he get out of his it? contract next One season. And if you're Brian Dable and Joe Shane, you could say, we have a rookie quarterback. <laughs> Let us stay here and develop them. I don't think they're on the hot seat or anything like that, but... There's been rumblings around New York. You know, Brian Dable has had some issues with the coaching staff and with some players. So I think if you get Jaden Daniels, and I do think Brian Dable is a good coach, at least schematically, he'll be able to unlock him with his offense. He's one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks we've seen in a long time coming out of the draft. So I think that's a pretty good landing spot. He could spend a year under Daniel Jones. Doesn't have to play right away. And um, I think Brian Dable, they could do special things. Hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense with the idea that you you came in with the the notion that this was a two year eighty million dollar contract with with Daniel Jones. If he were to have played good, they would obviously accept the two years, and it would be the four year one sixty. But I understand your logic where you don't think Daniel's that guy. You move off of him this off season, and it's a clean transition. But you get the one last year from Daniel Jones, and then the year after you start to integrate your new process with the with the new rookie quarterback or second year, of course. Now at that point in time, uh, I don't mind that that spot. It'll be hard for me to see Jaden go number three with Marvin, understanding how desperate. No, I understand. Oh, I'm saying in terms of what gotcha, majority gotcha, gotcha. of people think it'll be one, two, three quarterback. Arizona uh, would love that. The Cardinals are sitting pretty. They're getting an elite wide receiver regardless. It sucks you're going from Marvin to the next guy, but the next guy 
is still really pretty good. damn great in his own right. Malik Neighbors, he's going to be a fine draft pick for for Arizona. Where I feel like with the floor for for Marvin is pick four, but the ceiling is pick three. It'll be hard for for me to see the Patriots pass on Marvin, given how desperately they do need a wide receiver, especially with Bill Belichick out of there, and maybe now they're looking to to add uh, just the best available player at that at that draft pick. But again, quarterback is so valuable that I can understand if they do decide to move off Mac and go and and take Jaden Daniels at number three. But honestly, that was a, it makes sense. Jaden Daniels at six does make a lot of sense, understanding that the contract with Daniel Jones is a tough one to accept. Unless Daniel Jones comes back and he plays well this season, which, hey, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but understanding he is on a hefty contract for a player that is not at this point in time, worth the $40 million a year. So I'd understand that that draft selection. And honestly, that'd be a, a decent pick. Oh, Jaden Daniels, I think, goes to the Falcons or the Raiders. I think it's one oh, of the two. Fuck. I have a feeling it, it can be the Raiders. I don't know if you want to say the Falcons. I, I think the Falcons, Falcons make a move yeah. in free agency, sense. though. I was, I, was, I was feeling the Falcons yeah, move. Instead I, of just I going to trade that. for fields, just pick Jaden Daniels. Start the, start the shit over. Man. My thing with the Giants is that I feel like they're a team that just has too many holes to just try to address the quarterback position. Because if Saquon walks, you don't have a running back. You don't have receivers. You don't have an offensive line uh, outside of Andrew Thomas. And I think this is a draft where you can draft the offensive lineman high. It's just you get a pretty good quarterback prospect at six. He could sit and wait a year. Joe next year's quarterback. Joe Alt at six. Wondell Robinson's open rate was pretty high. It was high. Wondell Robinson's (laughs) actually good. Yeah, he's a solid receiver. And Jalen Hyatt, second half of the year, had some nice games too. Yeah, they're here. Brock Bowers at six. Yeah, I think it's a Wandell really impressed this past season. I want to say this about the Patriots. If the Patriots end up drafting a quarterback at number three, it would be one of the more irresponsible decisions that I've seen them make. Mm. Number one, Jaden Daniels is not a top three quarterback prospect. That's number one where you go wrong, especially if you're going to take him to pass up on somebody like Marvin Harrison Jr. It's irresponsible. This is what they have to work with. Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, Jalen Rager, Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas is the best of this group. This past season, Juju and Kendrick Bourne, no, not Kendrick Bourne, Juju and Devontae Parker, according to ESPN, were bottom 10 in getting open amongst all receivers. No one's surprised. Including tight end. Receiver and tight end, so including both. Not surprised. Ramondre Stevenson is solid, but he doesn't have an offensive line in front of him. Their offensive line is not good. This is not a situation where you can just plop in a quarterback and your issues get solved. The Patriots rebuild to me is a multi-year rebuild and trying to make and create an offensive infrastructure that is great for a rookie quarterback. If they draft Jaden Daniels here, I think it would be irresponsible and Mm. they will set him up for failure. I think Marvin's the easy home run pick. You don't think twice about it. You get the best uh, best available player at number three. It's a home run selection, but again, understanding that quarterback is definitely a necessity. If you're the Patriots and you think, hey, Jaden's our guy, Jaden's our guy at number three, then hey, I can't be too upset at it, but at the same time, take the safe player. Take the I safe player at a position. With that exactly. With that, yeah. Understanding that floor, too, honestly. There's, I think the last prospect that was valued this highly was a Jamar Chase, but even still. I feel like Marvin has just a little bit more to yes. him coming into this draft, which Jamar is saying play, something. Jamar didn't play his final season. Exactly. That was the COVID Still year. Still was the fifth pick in the draft, too. Yeah. Yes, which which makes absolute sense. Jamar Chase was a freak of nature coming he out. He didn't play his last year. He yeah. didn't. Wow. 
which is why he was lit. He's a freak. Yeah, Still uh, fucking tough. Yeah, he's uh, he's tough. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was thinking of two teams. I was thinking about Atlanta for sure because you know why give up a pick when you could just pick Jaden Daniels. You know, start the rebirth. You know, you got four years of a rookie quarterback and you got the some rebirth. buzz. I'm fine with it. They're, re- they're rebirthing the franchise, kind of. I'm it's fine Fidel with Belichick, low like key. You know, now rebirth is fine. It rebirth, if it was, rebuild. If it was any I other went franchise, to say rebuild, but I'm high. Nah, so no, rebirth, re- rebirth is fine. It's like you're dead, but you're back. You're back again. We're here though. I'm cool with it. We're back to it. Yeah, um, I'm cool. The rebuild of the franchise. Nah, bro, leave a rebirth. Retool. Retool. Rebuild. I'm a little, you know, I'm a rebirth's cool for sure. Uh, you got You got Drake London. But I was thinking, what if Minnesota trades up? What if Minnesota trades up? You know, and starts with a rookie at quarterback to reset. You know, Kirk has asked for a lot of money coming off injury. And I think Kirk is a really great quarterback. And I think with the way the division is going, you got Green Bay with the young route. You got Chicago's probably going the young route. Detroit, Jared Goff's not old, you know, but he's also still relatively in his prime, his career, 27, 28, 29 years old. And they got a young ass team. So why not as a Minnesota team, you know, start? with a different quarterback, move up in the draft. You wanted to do it with AR. You couldn't do it, unfortunately. Why not try again with Jaden? So I thought, you know, uh, Minnesota could make a move where they can move up in the draft, pick Jaden. Not too high. They don't, I don't think they need to move up too insane. You know, I feel like if New York doesn't take him and if Atlanta doesn't take him, you have a shot at really just waiting because I don't think the Jets would take him. I don't think Chicago is going to take him either. So you can either you can even sit and wait and, and pray. But, I, you know, I think Minnesota and Atlanta, those are the two for me. The way the draft is falling, um, I don't know if there's going to be more than three quarterbacks selected in the first round. There is hype around J.J. McCarthy. Uh, Michigan legend. That's a that's a risky pick to make, given the volume he had in Michigan. It's kind of athletic as hell. You can move. Michael Penix. That's who, a 4-4. Really? I'm not mistaken. Like around that 440. Michael Penix, second round pick, I think, because of his medicals. I don't think he goes in the first round. And then Bo Nix, who I think could be a second-round quarterback. Both older prospects. Too. Yeah, that's why I don't know if a team should reach in the first round if they want to have a project at quarterback. I think, you know, one of Penix or Bo Nix will be there if they want to go that route. So that's why I would be opposed to the Broncos trading the house for Drake May. I think you need you need more you need more good players right I now. I think it's more realistic for the Broncos or Minnesota to trade up for Daniels would you like and Drake Bo May Nicks? for sure. Bo Nix in the second round? I t- no. They're getting J.J. McCarthy. Uh, no, we're not. Penix? And you're going to like Lefty? it. I wouldn't be opposed. I know. I like Penix. I actually think like he's good. Oh, I, don't think you have I like JJ, but I don't want him at twelve. I, think, I, th- you, I thought you traded your second this year because for Sean Payton. You're right. I did. I do believe yeah. the Saints have it. Um, Hate that for you. I'm not yeah. upset. I'm not upset. I will most definitely happily, with a smile on my face, trade all three of those first round picks to get number <laughs> two. Yeah, Minnesota or Denver trading up for Jane Daniels as a third quarterback. That feels more realistic if it were to happen. I think Minnesota is still pretty. I would lean them over Denver. I don't think Denver's in the world. Where they don't want to pay up Kirk over forty mil. I get it. Yeah, I get it. That's a shit ton of do money. Do you get it? I do get it. Or He's even still, great. if you want to he pay is. Kirk two years fully guaranteed and still drive Jaden, I don't hate that. Kirk was on pace for the best year of his career. Yeah, I, it's just age. He's coming off an injury. Achilles too. Yeah, the division is really tough. It is tough. That's just a big injury. It is the Achilles. That's what would scare me from giving him. Three years of guaranteed money. If he was a mobile quarterback, it would scare me. Like, really scare me. But understanding that that's not really his game, hasn't been his game for some time, I would feel a little bit more comfortable with that. I mean, if you're a Jets fan, you're kind of doing the same thing. But you hinder your your team when you give a quarterback that much money. Yeah, but he was already getting a good amount of money. More quarterbacks get hurt in the pocket, though. Okay, I I get it, but 
he, he tore his Achilles. It wasn't like yeah he got hit. The and, yeah. yeah, I understand, but he he'd be taking shots too. He'd he be does. taking a lot he of shots. He stands in the pocket for yeah. sure. And that's why for I think if he was mobile, it would have actually helped me a little bit more. Yeah, if he can move too. too. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm I'm if I'm in a okay I don't Kirk, think twice yeah, about okay it. You give him forty five million a year for three God years. Bless. Not my money. That that's okay. <laughs> He's great. They still might draft Jaden, even if they pay. Yeah, I think that'd be. I think that's the ideal situation for Jaden. That means they're giving him a short and deal. Sit for a year and learn, especially offensive mind head coach behind a guy like Kirk. That would be the perfect landing spot for him. It all depends on what the market is for Kirk Cousins. If the market isn't out there for him because teams are scared off of the same thing the Vikings are scared off of, I think Minnesota. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins stays in Minnesota because I think he will be loyal to Minnesota if it's the best opportunity for him. I also have Kirk staying in Minnesota for my, okay. on mine. I don't think he's leaving. So we can move on to predicting the quarterback landing spots for these veteran quarterbacks. There are four quarterbacks that can actually move the needle somewhat when it comes to offseason moves. It's Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, and I put Russell Wilson last in there. Uh, you put him in there? Where do you, I did put him in there. Respect. You know, respect the Hall of Famer. So where do you think these quarterbacks go? We respect go? Seattle, Russ. Yeah, Russ had a better oh. year than Aaron Rodgers this year. It has nothing to do with me. Talk to him. I have two guys changing teams <laughs> and two guys staying on their teams. Fields? I'm a, yeah, of course, Fields is going to be changing teams. Oh, yes. What did you expect? I, was thinking I have that. Baker staying in Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. I think he's... As Riv would say, rebirth his career in Tampa Bay. He did. <laughs> and he's, he's gonna born. he's gonna get his payday. He's gonna get 70, 80. Maybe he's got a great agent, he get 90 million. And then Kirk Cousins just feels too Minnesota to me. He feels too ingrained into that city and that franchise, his family, the fans. Uh, I have a hard time thinking he's gonna go somewhere at this point in his career. One to ten, ten being most likely. Baker to Atlanta. Ten being most likely? Yeah. Uh I, I have think a it's different six. Six? How would you that's feel about it? That's the first number that came to my head. Six? Like, like it could. So you could see it. Chance. Okay. I had it like, I had more four because I'm okay. pretty confident Baker would stay with Tampa Bay. Okay. I, I don't hate that. I think uh, he does stay too. I do think Baker Mayfield stays. I think, you know, a team that he just went on, they gave him the keys. He did his thing, made the playoffs. You know, the, the, the city rallied behind him. You know, mm-hmm. the coach did, the players did for sure. It's going to look a little funny when Mike Evans doesn't come back, you know, and Chris Godwin. As number one at this point, I think it's cool, but it's not the biggest thing yeah. in the world, you know. But Tomlin's still great. He's still good. The division, he's solid. the division is weak, so he's that a, always that always helps you out. He's a wide receiver two at best, and at I don't even point, know if yes. he's a high end wide receiver two at this maybe, point. Might be low, might be low. But Trey Palmer, I don't know. Had there was some a flashes, time where they they where was Chris ago. Godwin was his, his girlfriend came out and was like, "Yo, get him the rock." And after that, he started to that eat. Might have been like two, three years ago. No, that was this year. So? <laughs> it was this year, but it was oh, ridiculous because he was getting the ball. He was getting the ball, mm-hmm. but no, there was like a span of games where he was not. I know that for a fact because we were talking about it on the Thanks. fantasy reaction. Well, like I said, luckily the division's weak as hell, so you always have a chance to win it. Um, I think Fields ends up in Pittsburgh, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's it, 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 what do you have? He's had a thousand three years in a row. Probably. What's the thousand? 1108. 1103. That's cool. Uh, 1023 and 1024. I'm not moved by those. Yeah. Um, he also had a 1333. I have to keep the same energy. Yeah, that with, was uh, with Brady. Terry. That was in or, 2019. Yeah. It's a shame you're a box score watcher when it comes to this. I was Brady. Some James. receivers, yes, I am a box score watcher. Say it one more time. I'm not even going to 2019, I believe, was Jameis. Yeah. I'm sorry, just 1028 doesn't move me. Just Chris Godwin is a great number two, though. One he's I don't one think he's said low end. No, I, I don't think he's a high end number two. I'll be honest. <laughs> what are we doing? I think he's, I think a, he's like a, a who's a great end. What do you two? want him to do? Uh, like T, I think T he's Higgins? a better receiver than him. Yeah. But I think T Higgins can be a number one. He's I, a low T Higgins is more of a low end one that is in the role of a number two. Maybe 
I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. If T, I don't know if T. Higgins is like a bona fide number one receiver. He was on pace for fifteen hundred yards when Jamar Chase was out for four games in twenty twenty two. Yeah, T. Higgins had twenty eight receptions, three hundred fifty six yards, and two touchdowns. It's just, is he it's just you, no. It's four game sample size. It's it sounds great. Four yeah. game sample size doesn't move. I mean, look at Calvin Ridley's numbers with, with those with and without. Was Lamar, he was on a similar numbers. trajectory. Like he, he was he before Kyler got hurt. T. Higgins as a rookie. Was close to the thousand yard mark. Yeah, no, he's Joe a really Burrow good receiver. Out. I think I just don't know if he'll ever be like <laughs> if he'd be like a, a number one, a true number one. I think he's like he could be the best he, number two in the league. Bro, he's disrespecting. Bro, T. Joe Burrow tore his ACL's rookie year, and T Higgins still almost reached a thousand yards receiving. I'm not. I don't think T Higgins is bad, but like a thousand yards is just. No, I'm just saying he's that a bar, low that end bar is one. like the bar sounds great, but it's really like fifty five. So you're telling me if T Higgins is your best receiver, you're not comfortable with that? I would be comfortable. No, with I, him think, being my I best think I'm cool. I'm okay with it. It's not like a pressing need by any means, but I would. I think we. You just agreed he's a low end one. I say high end two. We're you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, right. Right. Listen, I know who Chris Godwin is, but at the same time, in the last three years, he did play a full season this year, missed two games in 2022. And in 2021, missed three games. And in those three missed three games, had 1,100 yards. Missed two games, had 1023. Mm. And in this season, playing a full season. So he could have had about Had 12. 21 less receptions and had one more yard this year than the year before. Okay. Also, we have you to... You mention the games missed. Also, we have to That's acknowledge... That's why I wanted to make sure I said something. We have to acknowledge what Chris Godwin in, is in his role. He's a slot, slot receiver. receiver. He's one of yeah. the best ones in the league. Uh, you can't name me five to five slots that are better than him. That's it's tough though, because slots. a lot of the best, game, you know, there's yeah, a lot of there's not elite receivers that throw themselves in the slot too. Just exclusively, yeah. Amon, Amon Ra would be number one to well, me. I think uh, he's the okay. best slot in the league. All right, I'm I fine agree. with that. Cooper Cup also comes to mind. Yeah, he just, comes to mind yeah. too. Are you talking about guys who are slots, or they play just, in the slot also? I think he's no, they're just slot slots. receivers. Like a majority of their snaps come from okay. the slot. Because okay. like Christian, Christian Kirk is a slot yeah, receiver, but I would CD, definitely but. say Chris Godwin is is better than than okay. Christian Kirk. It's not I think it's huge, close. Though. It's not a huge yeah, gap. You're right. Correct. Because I was going to mention Jettas, but you said primarily in the slot. Okay. I was going to say you're right because you're they Jettas will go in the slot. CD will go in the slot. They it's food anytime they go in Tay there. Would go in the slot. Tay absolutely. Yeah. Every, I mean, most receivers at some point not lot just play exclusively yeah, on no. the outside. So those no. T Higgins stats in the four games without Chase, I was going off the dome. I was really I was close. I don't know if I said twenty eight or twenty six catches, but it is 26 catches. I said 358 yards. He had 371, and it was two touchdowns. It was against Cleveland, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee. Those were the four games in 2022. Mm, Cleveland, Carolina, just, Pittsburgh, is great. Te- no, Tennessee. Cleveland is respectable. No, some good ones there. Oh, I, Tennessee, I like Tennessee you, was the last one. Well, I was you just said thinking. Cleveland, I didn't like no, it. His Cleveland, best two course, games so were against like Pittsburgh, 148, mm-hmm. and Tennessee, 114. Which makes sense. And then against uh, Cleveland, 49, and then against Carolina, 60 yards. So where, where would you rank Chris Godwin? Are we going to, you know? He's the term of better, I think. He is better. Okay. Uh, so, I would, I would oh, rank well, then, Chris that Godwin. Was, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I see where, now yeah. I see where the energy is. I would is. rank okay. Chris Godwin like a top 30, 35 receiver I'm, in the league. I'm cool with that, for sure. Yeah, he's so around You think 30 number ones? No, I didn't say Chris Godwin was the number one. So he's a low end. No, I said no, he's a high number two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now. I was thinking of T. Higgins. My he's point. never he had a season. You said T. Higgins was yeah, a low. Yeah, yeah. Dell yeah, just said that he's a low yeah, end number two. His best year of his career was yeah, yeah. Jameis. Pardon, pardon me, pardon me. Or even Jameis, the amount they threw the yeah, ball. Yeah, they threw the ball like 50 times yeah. a game. To be fair, Sam Howell also threw the ball like a thousand times. But <laughs> also with Brady, Chris Godwin had more receptions. The year that he had his career high in receiving yards, he had 80-something catches, 86 catches. No, he's a great player. Dell was disrespecting him just now. No, I mean, we just agreed that he's like around the 30th best receiver. I think. I ranked him pretty fairly. <laughs> it's like he's like a, a solid number two. Godwin? Cool. Let's see. Like if Terry's like barely twenty, 
I think that's fine. Like, low you know end what I mean? number like, two is like I'm. No, kind I didn't say of, low I'm, end. I didn't say low. I end. heard low you end. You did no, say no, low no. End. You said high end. You said high end. No, my no, he said no, low said, end number no, two. No, my pause. I, I want to be clear. I think he's like a perfectly middling wide receiver too. I don't think he's middling. He's a middling. He's not a low end wide receiver too. But I don't think he's a high end wide receiver too. I think it's like that's he's fine. Like as your number two, like you said, you're not you're not like that worried about it. But I need a real dude to be my number one. I think a low end wide receiver number two is we need to upgrade here. Well, I don't think he's a low end. So Darnell Mooney. Let me just let me just explain my thought process. He's a top twenty five receiver. A low end. Wait, what? What you saying? I'm He said Darnell Mooney might be better. There was one There was once a time where I was here for. Darnell. I was here for Darnell. Free him. Never, he's going, ever would he's I going to the Chiefs this year. Yeah, like a 15% drop rate. My goodness. Let's be real. So these are my definitions. Low end number two, we're looking to upgrade and get a better so second option at receiver. Middling pack number mm. two, I'm not looking to not upgrade, but if it comes around, I will upgrade. High end number two is I'm fine with you being my second option as a receiver. So Gabe I Davis, think that's where Chris Godwin is. Gabe, no, Gabe, Gabe Davis is a three. Low end. Ah, yeah. hate that for him. He's dropped so low. He's more so boomer bust four. <laughs> what are you doing? He's number one in all those numbers. You want to know why I say he's not top twenty five? He, honestly, he might not be top thirty nine. I'm thinking about, about uh, Godwin? because the kids, the kids coming up, like True. Jordan Addison, Rasheed Rice, Marvin Harris. I think Drake London is is one of the better wide receivers. Of course, yes, Marvin Harrison will yeah. come in and be better than him. Terry McCorn's a conversation. What? I think it's a conversation. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was like he's barely top 30. Oh, my God. Like, oh yeah, so you got to stop with the Terry fans. So you, think, out, you, think, you think that. And then Zay Flowers is another one. So you think Rasheed Rice is better than Terry McLaurin? Mm. I like Rasheed. <laughs> Rasheed Rice is All right, oh that's a little God. nuts. We're going like a little too Rasheed. far. Yeah, if Riff's saying it's nuts, not. I'm not a god, but we're going Rasheed to Rice does not drop the ball. No, he's nice. He doesn't. Rasheed's uh, he's nice. He's really good. He's really good. I think by the end of next year, we can talk. I think his route tree, obviously, is not. A little pedestrian. Is, it, of course. You look at Terry. It's think, not Terry. It's not. It's not, not at all. Close. And Terry got hand, he got better hands than Rasheed. Rasheed what are we good talking hands about? Rasheed no, he I don't does. think Rasheed's better. I'm not, trying, Rasheed Rasheed I'm not trying to disrespect Rasheed. Rasheed Rice had one of the best hands this season. I think Terry's a tier above. He's been that. Yeah, agree. He's been that. I think Terry's a tier above Rasheed. Maybe two. I think that's a little disrespectful. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not but even the biggest When it's all said and done, oh, and yeah, your quarterback's yeah, past Mahomes, we'll see what happens. See, when but I think th this is where we get wrong with when we rank wide receivers and we put a number on it. Because I think there's so much talent at the position there today that just because you're not a top 30 receiver doesn't make you a low-end number two. I agree. Because yep. there's a lot of talented like Jameson Wilson. receivers Williams. in the league. Jameson Williams. We're here. You're three. We're here. We are here. You're three breakout? I'm here with you. We saw in the playoffs, man. That was it's nuts. He's fast as shit. It was special. Oh so so let, let's, let's jump back to the topic. Here we go. Uh, Predicting the quarterback landing spots. Kirk Cousins. I, I'm going to do a messy one and then like an actual politically correct one. So my messy one is Kirk Cousins to the Falcons. Yes. I think they find a quarterback option. It's a roster to, ready to compete now and win. I think it goes to Atlanta. I got Baker Mayfield taking Kirk's spot in Minnesota. Signing with the Vikings, great offensive infrastructure. Russell Wilson, throw him to the Patriots. You know, who else really wants him? Pittsburgh. It, the Patriots, Pittsburgh, oh, please. I got Justin Fields going there. I got Fields going to the Steelers, and, you know, I think they're they don't more want comfortable. Kid. They they're don't more want comfortable with Fields over Russell man, Wilson. Bro. I think I, I got Russ kid. going to Pittsburgh as well. I got oh, Fields do. going to Atlanta. I oh, think yeah, I think Mike Tomlin, he's had the kids, you know, Ben retired. He's had Kenny Pickett. He's tried this. He respects Russell Wilson. They're both future Hall of Famers. He's gonna want a vet in there. And the the talk around is gonna be like they're gonna revitalize Russ's career in Pittsburgh and him and Tomlin are gonna have this great relationship and they'll probably go nine and eight again. Uh I'm gonna go Kirk Cousins to Atlanta. 
I'm going to go Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Justin Fields, Washington. And I'm going to go Russell Wilson. Drake may uh, go to, yeah. I'm going to go Russell Wilson to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'll go Fields, Atlanta, Russ, Pitt, Baker, Tampa, and I'll go Kirk, Minnesota. Got the same. My politically correct one is Kirk staying with Minnesota. Fuck the politics. Justin oh, Fields going are to we Atlanta. A political co- uh, <laughs> podcast? What are we doing? I think Fields goes to Atlanta. Uh, hometown. That's where he's from. Raheem Morris, instead of drafting a quarterback, you get a young one. I think Fields makes sense. And Baker Mayfield, I, I can't put my finger on where I think he's going to go. Because I think the re-signing with the Bucks makes sense. But without Dave Canales, if Mike Evans leaves, why would he stay? I think are the Raiders... Dave Canales merchant? Dave Canales is a great OC. He makes the game easier. But for you're going to call him a Dave Canales merchant? No, he's not. But who's the OC there now? He's not Dave Canales. Dave Canales is the head coach now. It matters who your offensive coordinator is. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Raiders, maybe. I can see it. I think he would fit the personality a little bit. And I can see him going to the Steelers. I can see Baker going to the Steelers. And I think if they want a more mature quarterback, they go the Baker route instead of the Russ route. Baker, I feel like he just needs a home, man. Oh, for it's gotten to a point where he's moving around too much, and you need a situation where you can get comfortable, really learn an offense consistently year in year out. You, yeah, there will be some minor adjustments, there will be some changes, but you know your group of guys that you go in with. I feel like that's why I lean Tampa. I understand where you guys are coming from, of course, because it will be a, a pretty different situation for Tampa Bay next year. Uh, but Pittsburgh, I do think I do think that they need some maturity, and an uh, older vet. I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield's not, because obviously he proved that in Tampa Bay. They're just but, going over that instead of a young quarterback. I, I think that more so, I see him staying in Tampa, and on top of it, if they were to choose from the rest of the selection, I see them leaning in the favor of a guy, uh, a veteran like Russell Wilson. So This week in the NBA slash NFL prospects moment of the week, uh, Dells, I think you got a list that you want to share, a mock draft you have, a top 10. I want to do the mock draft together. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. turn me up. Turn me so up, we were just talking up. about all these rookie quarterbacks. So let's just do calm top ten mock drafts. All right. First pick, Chicago Bears. Caleb yep. Williams. Caleb Williams, lock that in. Second pick, Commanders. Traded Drake to May. the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos select Drake May. We're here for it. Sure. Let's outvoted three to one. Are we outvoted? Am I outvoted, Riv? Let's have fun. Thank you. Come on, Riff. Let's, oh, let's, oh, wanna, y'all, y'all wanna come talk. on, Riff. Let's have Andrew be a miserable fuck. Okay, I'm with that. All <laughs> right, so, yeah, so yeah, uh, we'll go to regular. Drake May is number two regardless, whatever team it is. Okay, so sure. Have Denver trade up number two and uh, take Drake May. New England Patriots. Cook. We're here. Uh, I do believe the pick will be Marvin Harrison. I don't believe they take a quarterback here. I'm also with Marvin Harrison. I'm Marvin with Harrison. Marvin Harrison Jr. too. Mm-hmm. Fourth pick, Cardinals. Marvin Harrison was sniped for them. Still have Malik it's, Neighbors. I was going to say, it's Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze. They will take a wide receiver here. I do think that Malik Neighbors is a little bit higher on my board. Like, majority, I'm assuming. I'm going to go Malik. This is Malik Neighbors here. I'm with Malik Neighbors. Number five, you have the Chargers. Chargers have Brock. a bunch of needs. Brock Bowers. That is they a, could this is a where tackle. I want to spice things up. Brock Bowers, I think, is slipping because of positional value. But Herbert needs receivers. He does. Mike Williams might get cut. Keenan Allen's on the older side. Gerald Everett's a free agent. Austin Eckler might walk. I mean, who is Herbert throwing the ball to? You got to draft a guy, and I think Brock Bowers is perfect. Okay, cool with that. Brock Bowers, number five. Number six, the Giants. This is where I had Jaden Daniels going. Uh, Joe Alt getting him another offensive line. Are they moving off of uh, maybe you move Neil, Neil inside? Move yep, move him three inside. years in a row. Taking I'm, f- I'm fine. Are they crazy to take Rome here? 
It wouldn't be crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I, I think it's crazy. like that pick actually a lot. They need a they need a wide receiver. They need this, I think the Giants need offensive line and receiver more than a quarterback right now because they don't have much talent. Wando Robinson did come onto the scene, uh, so got to give him credit there. Jalen Hyatt, he's got Jaylen it. Jalen Hyatt is a he can take the top off the defense. Evan Neal has moved to guard now, Good. and I think he's been average at guard. You do need a need at tackle, but are you going to have another left tackle transition to right tackle? That's what they mm-hmm. did with Evan Neal. I don't know. It's tricky. I'd probably go safe here and go receiver. I'd go Roma Dunze. I like a Dunze here. So seven. This is where you have the Titans. I think they go tackle and take Joel. So wait, we, uh, six, we took who? A Dunze. Yes. Seven, the Titans need tackle bad. So Alt. I think Alt goes here. Yep, I'm fine with Alt. I like Alt there too. Number eight, the Falcons. This is where you had Daniels potentially going. I think we're Jayden assuming, did. but we're, I, I think majority of us assumed Fields is in Atlanta. But let's pretend like he's not. Okay. All right. I think Jaden Daniels is a selection here. This is where Daniels goes. I think you take corner. Corner. Yes. Who? Well, I don't. I'm not. I'm not too big on. I'm just telling you. You just think corners in need for them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the guys. So uh, they got. They got. There's some good corners here. Yeah. If it's not quarterback, I think the Falcons go edge rusher, Dallas Turner, Dallas Turner. or Jared Verse. I like that. I would go Dallas Turner at edge, but you guys want to go Jaden Daniels. So if you want me to concede, I will. We could go Jaden at number eight. It's or does really Raheem up to Morris you go in there? Once his edge rusher, I get. Well, that I'm too. saying corner. You saying edge? So they both say quarterback. I'd be cool with Dallas Turner at eight. I'm cool with that too. Okay, let's do it. Number nine, Chicago Bears. So they already got Caleb Williams. And all the one. receivers are off the board, correct? We we yes. have Odunze okay. is off the board. Malik Harrison, oh, of course. Opinion on taking an offensive lineman. They could take Fashanu here. Uh or Fuaga. Is Jackson Powers a reach? Jackson Powers? Yes. Um Johnson. The attack the center, I mean. Yes. Uh probably not at nine. Some people say he's a reach, but I think he's gonna be well, he is the top center prospect in this class. Mm-hmm. I would have him going here, but with what you said, with uh, Fashanu still on the board, mm-hmm. Fuaga still on the Any board. Any thought on uh, Jared? Another edge? They could use another edge, they too. Could. I think... Hope I, was I like Fashanu here. Their defense, is, their defense is trending in the right direction. I understand that, that logic. Of course, you want to make a strength an even more of a strength. But protect your, your first-round pick, your number one overall pick in a Caleb Williams. I think you go and you beef up the offensive line. That makes some sense to me. I would have Fashanu here, too. Yep. I'm fine with that. Okay. And then 10, New York Jets. I think you go an offensive lineman. I think Fuaga. He's been mocked in basically every mock draft you'll see. I think Fuaga goes here too. Okay. okay. I so like Fuaga too. The top 10 be Caleb Williams at one. The Denver Broncos trading up to number two overall mm. and taking Drake May. Marvin well, we Harrison at three. Malik Neighbors at four. You can see to me. Bowers at five <laughs> to the Chargers. Adunze <laughs> six to the Giants. Seven, Alt to the Titans. Eight, Dallas Turner to the Falcons. Nine, Fashanu to the Bears. And Fuaga at 10 to the Jets. Daniel Jeremiah has Brock Bowers going to the Bengals. Saw 18. 18. That's why the range is is crazy because I have seen Bowers go as early as we took him at five. So my my prize picks moment of the week is I think the biggest drama happening right now between J.J. Redick and Patrick Beverly. I think Doc Rivers, oh my goodness. I feel like this guy's a walking PR nightmare with his comments since taking the job. JJ already called out Doc Rivers because he basically said Doc Rivers is not taking accountability. And I can understand his frustration because pissed, guys. Sorry. Doc Rivers, ever since he got the Bucks job, all he's been doing is complaining about how hard the job is and about how this is the toughest thing he's ever had to do. Bro's like, yeah, I don't know why they called me. 
Exactly. He just said that on a podcast. And I feel like this is the guy who's supposed to lead your team to a championship, who's supposed to coach Giannis and Dame. And all he's doing is talking about how hard it is to do so. It's like at some point you just got to do your job and, and figure it out. And J.J. Reddick called him out. Patrick Beverly called out J.J. Reddick and Pat Bev said that Doc Rivers saved J.J.'s career. I don't think that's true. I think J.J. was always going to be a very valuable role player across the league. And I just think uh, it's important to highlight, and it's a big reason why I don't trust the Bucks this year, because the guy at the top, Doc Rivers, along with the holes on the roster, it just doesn't seem like it's going to go well. It seems like he's just digging himself a deeper grave every day with the comments he makes. Um you know, he had the comment after the Grizzlies game saying half the guys were here, half were in Cancun. You have these comments uh, saying that it's harder than he was expected. It doesn't seem to be getting easier for the Bucks Now, the offense, uh, or excuse me, the defense has gotten better under Doc Rivers, but the offense has taken a slide. A big reason for that is Damian Lillard just hasn't been hitting shots. You know, he has been super inefficient. It's been happening a majority of the season, but there was about a month or six-week stretch there where he was playing much more to his normal or, you want to say, Blazers caliber. But in January, he was under 40% from the field, under 30% from three. To start out February, he had a couple good games where he was really hot, then a couple games where he was really off, like that Grizzlies game. And they had some tough losses over this stretch, too. He lost to the Heat, who had been ravaged with injuries, to the Grizzlies. Um, and there was one other team in there, Portland, I believe, Um all, all games they're expected to win. There's championship-level team. You could slip up here and there, but you can't have three losses, especially in the span of a week or 10 days. So things for the Bucks. maybe this All-Star weekend with Dame winning the three-point contest and All-Star MVP. This turns the season around some way, somehow. But I said in the last episode that I would not have the Bucks in the championship contender. They can make the ECF if things could go, go their way and Dame finds himself again. But I don't think they're in a caliber to win a championship. I had a Roger Rather. But I'm trying to cook up some names. So That's right. Tori's not back bit. yet. Here he is. You almost had a dog in here, bro. Oh, <laughs> Do you have it this week in the NBA <sighs> slash NFL? Oh, sure, man. Yes. Because Riv didn't do his job. Scrambling? Yep. No, I'm cooking up some. It just popped in my head. I had something I was going to talk about, but I'd rather just lying. do it. Would you rather? I'm lying. Okay. All right. All right. Do it. Would you rather then? He doesn't have his shit either. <laughs> you don't? No. <laughs> so I, I'm cooking up names. Give me a second. I, need, I, got, I just need three more. Would you rather? Oh, I saw. I just seen this on Twitter. Actually, who's the better player right now, J Dub or Chet? Probably right now, J Dub. Even though on the defensive side, you two part question. Know actually, side. so right now I think it's also been J Dub. Offensive, no, I have, I have my this week in the NBA. Okay, yeah, I do. And uh, long Can we term, stop recording or, or no. one of those? Or just uh, I, I have right the timestamp, so I'm definitely going to edit some of this stuff out. So, oh, okay. You know, whatever you guys want to start. All right, yeah, no. Uh, uh, sh- shout, out, shout out to Mike That's Conley. What you do, you know? Shout out to Mike Conley. Got an extension with the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, nice. pr- pretty funny. Yeah, you got to you got to give some love to, to Mike Conley. He's we, the, uh, sorry not to cut you off. It's okay. Um, I saw a nerd sesh, though. Mike Conley, I think he has the second most threes by a lefty in NBA history. Second or third. Most three by number Yeah, that's, that's a lefty legend. Yeah, no, listen, that's why I had to acknowledge it. You know, I love and support all lefties in the world. Oh my god, the guy doesn't do his job and now wants to to cut me off. I'm ready. Uh, two years, twenty one million dollar extension. Again, when you are the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think that we understand playmaking in that department is is definitely a necessity. And you keep the veteran on. You know, you understand that health has been a, a little bit of an issue for Mike, but you know that you are better with him, and you need to keep. You're one of your few playmakers on your squad, especially Mike, who's a solid one at that. 
there a little bit longer. Uh, hopefully in that time frame, you can find his future replacement because I do think that they do need another playmaker on top of Mike Conley. You understand Anthony Edwards kind of has that capability, could improve that aspect of his game slightly, but at the same time, I thought that this was a great move. They're going to be a second apron team. They might. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Be. Interesting thing about Mike Conley. Uh, Mike Conley has been a part of three franchises that have had their best season in history with him. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Utah Jazz, and now on pace, Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves. The lit. poor man, Chauncey Billups. He's a winner. Uh, I have a would you rather. Let's do it. We haven't done one in a while. Would you rather Jonathan Kaminga? Got to got to spice it up with some names. Yeah, so we got we got a, a star in here and some young players around his age. I saw what you gave the his ceiling to today. Yeah, or people, someone replied to you. And people thought I meant like, like um, Jalen Brown at his best. He said his, his ceiling was Jalen, yeah, but I meant like two three years ago, Jalen Brown. That's always been coming a ceiling out of the draft. Sure, though. Yeah. It was they, they had Brown. the same. They were both raw. You know, yeah, super athletic. Um, Didn't they call him Paul George two point did Ray probably did. I thought out of the draft that was a big comp of mm. his. I never thought it was a comp. Just I think it was more brown. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it was him. But um, would you rather Jonathan Kaminga first name up Jalen Johnson? I'm going with Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga. Mm. Yeah. I think just, Kaminga. FYI, I'm picking Kaminga. Everyone, so I don't need to every single name. one. That's tough. It's a very tough one. Um, I like Jalen. Think he can facilitate. I feel like that's an underrated part of his game too. Hmm. I might go Jalen here. Next name up, Brandon Miller. Brandon I'm, Miller. I'm going with Brandon I'm, Miller. I'm still with Brandon Miller. Oh, this should I'm be I'm going Brandon Miller. Respectfully. I, I was trolling. <laughs> I'm saying Kaminga, everyone. <laughs> Number three, Asar Thompson. I'm going with Jonathan Kaminga. This is a tricky one. I'm probably taking Kaminga, too. There's still a lot of work offensively. Kaminga's like needs. a year or two it's older. The, the biggest thing is his shot. Well, yeah. you, you got to trust the shot. Also, on top of the fact that his shot's not good, his coach has failed to put him in position to succeed. And for that reason, although Kerr hasn't been all too great of his own, right? Up until recently, he's, fixing, right he's trying. Rocks. He's right. Agreed. I will go Kaminga for that aspect. His shot is not good. Not by any means. And then on top of it, the situation's horrendous. I think uh, Asar is a better defender, but Kaminga's a better offensive player by just giving you around the same on defense. I'll go Kaminga here. Number four, Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I'm going Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I had to add a star. Brandon Ingram's there, yeah. a better player right now. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Um, I mean, <laughs> what do we mean, maybe? <laughs> I'll go Brandon Ingram here. So, too. interesting tidbit. Did you know that Asar Thompson is younger than Jonathan Kaminga by only a couple months? They're both 21 years well, old. Well, I said he was older by like a year, but I mm-hmm. guess I was wrong on the time. Yeah, yeah. Kaminga's either younger than some of these guys or they're around the same age. He's mad. Kaminga's only 21. He'll be 22 yeah. at the start of next season. That's insane. Damn. Next game up, which could get a little spicy. Cam Whitmore. Mm. I'm gonna go with. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. I'm gonna go with like Jonathan I, I'm, I'm gonna need to see a little bit more out of out of both of these guys before a solid answer on this. But yeah. if you're gonna put me on the spot, I have I'll, to. I'll take Kaminga for for him showing a little bit more this season. Although Cam Whitmore, the way that it's trending, his ceiling seems to be a little bit higher. He's been great. He was yeah. one of the youngest players in his draft last class. If I'm not. He mistaken. was the youngest. Yes. Yeah, he just hasn't. I mean. Kaminga is an integral part. To no, the that's Warriors wrong. G.G. Jackson. Apologize. Yes. So he, he was definitely one of them. Uh, he needs some more time. Cam Whitmore could be. I would, I'll take Kaminga right I'm now. going Cam Whitmore. They're similar players. Yeah, for sure. You're taking Cam, Cam Whitmore. I'm taking Cam Whitmore. I understand. Yeah. I guess, You know, I said his ceiling is higher. I'll stay with my answer, though. Next name up, I think this is clean sweep. Uh, J-Dub. 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 J-Dub, J-Dub yeah. yes. Next name, Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. I like Keegan. I like Keegan, too. He's Keegan I like Keegan. has quietly been... An all defensive player this year, 
And he has He's an elite defender. He has been a good defender. I'm going to go Keegan. I'm going Keegan right too. I think I'll go Kaminga. Ke- mm. Keegan would just fit on every team. I have no questions he about will. it. That's why I lean Keegan. Next name up, Trey Murphy. Trey's not been that good Kuminga. this year. Well, you think it's easily Kuminga? Kuminga? for me? For me? For me? This for is me. based on fit. I think Trey Murphy is a better fit on more teams. I really do. Kaminga, he does have a higher ceiling. He does have a higher ceiling. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I think I would lean Kaminga. That's close though. Because mm. the ceiling is this there. for last year. But then I'm, I said I'm, Keegan, and that's kind of like mm. I feel like that's why we're doing. The it Keegan's now. more yeah. polished than Trey he, though. That's yeah, that's fair. Mm, Defensively, that's tough. Is so different. That's tough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna look over this little snide that he's been on. I'm gonna go Trey Murphy. But it, uh, understanding coming is still great in his own right. Last name up, G.G. Jackson. Another one that's too soon to say. I'm going to do the same thing yeah. I just did for Cam Whitmore and give myself that caveat. You threw in a lot of rookies, dude. Nah, I threw in two. Three. Kaminga's in year three. He's 21. Brandon Miller's yeah. 20. Brandon They're Miller. all the same age. But you just told me that Asar and him are like a couple months apart. No, yeah. they are, but Gigi Jackson's 18 years old. No, that was, a, that was the odd one, but Brandon Miller's 20. Gigi Jackson, Brandon Miller, 20. Asar Thompson, 21. Cam Whitmore. 19. I honestly... This is well done. I'm comparing dudes who've had the same amount of stretch as Kaminga. That's fair. Made me think. This is the first year Kaminga's really had a stretch. This is a good would you rather. I appreciate You know what? You two guys. I didn't say it was bad. I just said it's a lot of rookies. It's hard to compare a rookie to like a fourth, third, fourth year player. But this is, to be fair, he's not really a third, fourth year player. This is like Kaminga Lokius. His first first year year doesn't count. I would say this is like basically his first year you could really judge I agree. NBA development, dude. Kerr is not good at So you would take Kaminga over Gigi Jackson? Mm. Well, you know, I was high on both guys. Gigi Jackson, if he were to get drafted next year, would have been a top probably three, four. Like this year, he'd be pick. top ten pick, top yeah. five pick. Kaminga would have been a top three pick in this upcoming draft too. Man, he was still top seven one. in his own draft. <laughs> Kaminga might go one in this draft. No, that's what I'm saying. Like this draft is kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Gigi's only eighteen. He's getting an opportunity me, now. Memphis, he's in Memphis's development team. They're one of the best in the Scotty, league. Scotty, this high touted prospect coming out, like from what I remember, Scotty, I don't remember Scotty. Scotty was high. I remember for a while it was Kaminga over Scotty. It was because of potential, but Scotty was always in the top five conversations. He was always in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was surprising one four. That class was like ten, nine to ten guys that were really highly touted. Like Suggs was high for sure. Kaminga was high. Scotty, Mobley, Jalen mm-hmm. Green, Mobley. Like, you even had Moody was getting buzzed. Like, he was getting into top. Like, that class was coming out different. And mm-hmm. they slept on Shangun, man. We all did, unfortunately. unfortunately. You, you know, we didn't sleep on Giddy. But Gigi or <laughs> Gigi or Kaminga, you have an answer to that. I have to say Kaminga. I'd say Kaminga. You, you didn't play. take Gigi? I love Gigi's upside. I think he's going to be amazing. Gigi's That's why it's, really a, it's hard for me. That's I why I I this is hard for me. Gigi and Memphis, that's Can tough. we wait on this Do you one? think there's going to be any, not issues, but when Ja's back, when Bane's back, when the whole team is healthy and Gigi's kind of have to fit his role as that's gonna 18, be the 18, 19. That, that's why there might be like a dip in, I mean, touches. He's not going to get as many touches now where he's no. damn near the number one option every night. Um, but how is he going to be able to fit into this team where yeah. it turns from, I'm just putting up numbers to we're trying to go. It's a little different because Kaminga's kind of worked his way in and now he's yeah. playing with the stars. He's a starter now. So he's learned to play with them and then without them. So it it's a tricky situation. I think GG, given the fact that, like I said before, it's Memphis, they develop well, you know, and I don't think Ja's a selfish player. Bain isn't a selfish mm-hmm. player. Jaron doesn't really need the ball. 
So I think the fact that him and Vince Williams, they found those two guys, nice. I think they're going to fit fine next to them. It's just you think the Grizzlies wish this happened last year? Yes. Tragic. So I thought about what you just mentioned because I made a 2K franchise run the Grizzlies. I drafted Sar in, right. in, in, with my top pick. Uh, Gigi Jackson at first started for me. He wasn't playing What's that his well. Right now? He was he's an eighty. Okay. Yeah, he at first started for me, but then he wasn't playing that well. It kind of took from everybody else. So he's I moved an 80 into the 2K bench. right now. No, just in my oh, in my league. Okay. A year into it. What was, into what was he to start? He's like, like a, a 77, 78 right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me uh, ask you guys a question because some breaking news. We're here. We're gonna start streaming 2K, and here I said go. that that goes hand in hand with uh, the my league that we were talking about in the last yeah. podcast. I was thinking a little bit more about it. I don't know if I want to put 30 teams in it. I feel like that could get a little bit hectic, especially with the idea that I do want to do a draft. So I figure if we do that... Well, we still have to draft with probably, computer. For sure, but that's still quick. The computer... If, that is true. I was trying to limit it to, to 15 teams. Do half... half. Uh, I'm with that. Half people, half CPU. You're going to stream it? For sure. We, we'll stream the I draft. I could join with you. We could do that. The four spots are solidified. We get an extra 11. Should we tell them to DM you? No, I meant like I could join the stream okay. with you. Oh, yeah. You're, you're more than welcome to. I got to figure out how to do that. Yeah, I'm funny. CPU. I hate CPU, man. I'm scared. 30 what teams, though. Scared? 30 nah. teams are so much. The thing is, I think the why difficulty. I, why would I be scared CPU's of CPU? CPU's tough. The, the, no, no, they no, are no, tough. No, no, this year, 2K is tough. I'm what? just letting you know. I play. Hall of Fame. All, all I do is CPU? play franchise. All I do is but play But do you franchise. play Hall of Fame CPU? Player, though. Yes. Oh. I played Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame role player? Role player percentage? No, I do the shots. Try it. That shit's gonna up the level. Try. I like to have some sort of control of what I'm doing. Trust me, try. You're really gonna be like locked in. See, but that's what I was thinking. If I was gonna make like the settings and all that, like when Pierre was on, he was saying like on ball defense only, and I agree. You, we should only be playing on ball defense. And I only say half fifteen or half real, half fake for the idea that the draft will take a lifetime, and then thirty heads. There ain't no way we're gonna get all thirty heads to lock in and play their games week by week by week by week. I don't know. I've done this Madden League, and I have about like 26, 28 people that lock in. That's impressive. There are some teams that that they're up in arms. They kind of don't schedule their games. It depends. You know, I understand what you're saying, though. I think it's all about scheduling just the perfect time for everybody to draft. Mm -hmm. Really, that's the thing. But we can go either way. I'm I'm fine with either way. We're going to lock that in. But for now, follow Andrew. 5A's 201. Shameless plug. Follow Andrew. Five A's, two hundred one. Andrew, two hundred one on Twitch. We will start streaming. Uh, I'm thinking of streaming relatively soon. Probably going to stream the My League most definitely. Like I mentioned, going to stream a lot of me playing work with the guys, and maybe I'll I'll dabble with some other games. Uh, apparently, like this this uh, game Hell Divers. Heard too. it's fire. Yeah. Now nah, I heard it's OD. My my brother and shout out to to our boy Tyler. He was pushing us to get this game he was so, um, like it, he, he, made he was in, he was on before everyone else for was sure on. and now the servers are like too over saturated yeah. where's the game about so i think you you're running with a squad and there's a bunch of insects and it's you trying to kill these insects before they kill you that's just the kind of general synopsis that i got i could be off there's, but there's like a whole nother com- like i don't know i don't play it's playstation pc exclusive it's not xbox it is oh, i do um, have a playstation bastards. so yeah. that's why i say i was but like there's about. like different planets and shit and like together as a community you like all Save the planets yeah, in a sense. Up. Like there's like mm-hmm. some planets are like seventy percent saved. The others are like thirty. I don't know what happens when they're that all saved. Sounds fire. I yeah. might have to download. It's that. a good ask. Well, you got to pay for it. Forty beans. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. But for, uh, forty or in twenty twenty four. What the? That's fuck? I'm saving day. up for WWE. I'm, I, I know can't wait. Out. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Wait. Listen, it looks like be, it's going to be different this year. I may be yeah. in the minority. Different. They have CM Punk. I don't like WWE. And no, the way this year, 
Drew, this year it might be the one. Yeah. Might give you that 08 vibe. I don't know. It man. gets boring. It's it's this it really is the same. It really is the same over and over and over. But so is 2K, I guess. You're just playing basketball, but I feel like at least there's a little variation there. It's not like every game's the same. You are doing similar things in terms of dribbling, shooting, dunking. By the way, our league game is about to start. Yeah? Did you tell him that we weren't going? No. Oh my god. No, I told TJ. Okay. Yeah. What's uh, over and over? What you think? So we're gonna we're have gonna, a little fun here. What, do, right. what do you think they're gonna lose by? Realistically, you guys skipped on your game. Well, we're recording. We're recording. Yeah, you're right. We're we're so okay with missing today. Though. Like, <laughs> when Rave told yes. me who we were playing, I said, "Thank God we're recording." <laughs> Y'all duck smoke, kind of like how no, we played them already. Was ducking. We me. did play them. I was not ducking you. Yeah, I asked them to play two K. Oh night, yeah, no, nah, I was. Spot. I'll be honest. I was. I was not. No, we we played them already, and we lost. And um, yo, I was glad that the comments section called you out on being bad. On 2K? Yeah. Well, I knew they were they're just probably like sweats and stuff, you know. I hate the 2K. Do you think game. I'm a sweat? Oh, look. No, I don't think you're a sweat. Uh, Seb, Seb just texted me, I hate you, SMD. <laughs> damn. <laughs> no, I don't think you're a sweat. On yeah, soft. No. But damn, that's, he said suck it mushy. That's a little crazy, I'll be honest. Nah, sucking it mushy is nuts. Nuts, man. Uh but uh I'll tell you what, I've been having a lot of fun playing on my big. My big has the ratchet, and it's yeah. so lit just being good on the inside, being we, able we, to uh, shoot the ball. I actually have some news for you. Uh, I made another build yesterday. What kind of build? Paul George? Lonzo Ball. Uh, another point guard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, he's 6'7", with a 7'2 okay. wingspan. Okay. He's kind of like a shooting guard, small forward. Th- this is what I noticed about myself in 2K. I made a point guard the first time around. That's the player I played with. But the skill set of the point guard is... A point guard that can dribble a lot and can shoot, you know, like fall back threes and stuff. A shot creating point guard. But then I, I just looked in the mirror and I got honest with myself. Thank and you. I said, who are you <laughs> as a 2K basketball player? And I said, okay, I'm a center because I can rebound, I can rim run, and I play defense. How do I translate that into another position, small forward or guard? And I said, let me just make a Patrick Beverly type point guard. So I, I, just, I can shoot well. I can pass good, not great or elite. 75? I can handle, yes, it's like 80, pass Perfect. accuracy. I can handle the ball good, and my on-ball defense is straps. I got Hall of Fame clamps. I could get to it. Lit. So I'm a defensive first player, and my role is essentially to just lock up other 2K players and What's just hit shooting? open shots. My shooting is at, uh, I didn't update, I didn't, I didn't like That's spend fine. a ton That's of VC fine. on That's it. Fine. Right now it's 70, but it could go up to like 80, 86. This player sounds amazing. Yeah, no, he's li- my comparison. No for dunk. It, no, I can dunk too. I have what I have fuck? posterizer actually as a badge. Why did you tweak? Yeah, I went crazy. The archetype I built it said shades of Lamelo Ball, Lonzo Ball, Ron Harper. That was my three I got. So wait, what's your interior defense? It's non-existent. Okay, I had a sacrifice. So you're just a perimeter defender. These yes. quarterbacks are old. Man. Yeah. What's your steal? It's def. It's at like ninety. No, yeah, I'm oh. lock up. Any rebounds? Uh, yeah, I got the defensive rebound up to like 70, but my offensive rebound, it's non-existent. I'm trying to understand how the hell you got to an 86-3. What's his athleticism? Oh, he's athletic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It it, it took me a while to uh, get to fine-tune it and stuff. Bro, but you can dunk. Your leg can't be good. My layup is average. Like a 70? Um, yeah, like around there. I need to take a look at this. Yeah. Like, uh, my close shot is terrible. I will tell you Makes that. Makes sense. My close shot is terrible. You can shoot 86 Stand and dunk That's is terrible. Okay. Um, Who cares? What I sacrificed I'm is I sacrificed my mid-range shot. My mid-range shot is 64. 
But okay. then I was like, you know, I'm not gonna. Sh- I don't. I don't shoot mid range. Sixty four midi is fine. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just gonna shoot if threes. You, if you know the release, you can hit it. If you're wide open. So that's what, what I sacrificed. McKintry. McKintry. What about him? He fell off so bad. Like, yeah, I mean, he still be a. You know, I'm like fifth in there. Uh, he used to be like top two, right, in his position. Yeah, but mm, it's hard to project like years down the road. Me, me and um Drew, we have this thing where um after, after we lose today, we uh we have guys who are uh playing for their contracts for next year. It's crazy for the next three games. We're really talking about this. They're never gonna watch this part, so actually it's, I can say their names. It's sad. Yeah, so um because we we picked up Frank, we picked up Tyler. Oh, they're playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they locked in. They Are they, 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 they go to the game or no? no not yet. It's they should come year. to one of the games to okay. see what's going on. But oh, uh, they yeah. haven't played yet. Okay. Next season, though, they locked in. Um, We have guys in block. We have guys uh fighting for their lives right now. You know, we we have a few locked spots. Me, Drew, KJ, of course. um, Ruben, and with Ruben brings Seb, so five. CJ? He's one of the guys fighting for us. Oh, no. <laughs> um, he's on a bubble. Oh, no. He, he's on the bubble. Him, oh, Ozzy, no. and Steve are fighting for their lives I right now. I think Ozzy... Solidified himself, even though he probably missed more layups than he probably should have. Um, but at the same time, Ozzy is high energy, good defense, can hit a shot, can pass all right. Uh, but his his layups, uh, he can't make mind blowing to me. What type of competition do you guys play? It really varies. We're on. We're, we haven't won a game, so maybe <laughs> the best team. How do oh, they look like? They're nice. They're like they have. They're they're like they like a D two team. They, no, they have three. They have the rec league. Paul George. The best team has the rec league. Paul he had George. Forty. Did he kill us for 40? They have a couple dudes that play on the community college, old school guys that used to play. How tall is the team on average? I was guarding Paul George. Nah, bro. I'm He's like 6'5". Average height is oh, wow. like 6'2". Average height was Drew. Oh, wow. about, was, the shortest guy was Drew's height. Okay. The ones that played. No, it was one guy that was shorter. Then the rest of the guys was Drew's height. Then like three guys were like 6'5". I'm not short, but when I'm the tallest guy on our team, we yeah. have an issue. Yeah, you need more yeah, size. Now. Sure. That's was, what I'm saying. Frank, getting Frank is huge. I was guarding Paul George. I could play he my gave position. Me about 40. Four, four. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And then the other teams, it depends. It could be like the old head teams that are like just really fundamentally sound. And then it'd be like young teams that we just played last week where they had just two young guards that kind of play like us. It really varies on like. Bro, I'm going to be honest. Play. That one guard killed us for at least 30. Not us. Jeez. I don't know, bro. It's kind of you. <laughs> I have the tape. So, like, the tape can't lie to me. Were he you plays him? on the front. No. Oh, oh, it was on okay. KJ. Oh. It wasn't on me. Oh. Was it on KJ? You made, you made it seem like it just you had nothing to do with it. You about the little brown skin one, right? Of course. Okay, first of all, I'll tell you exactly how it happened. I was guarding him at the beginning of the game. We switch everything. That is what we do. We to. switch everything. His man, he always called for a screen, happened to be CJ's man who's guarded, or Seb's man. So if he sets a screen, we're switching. You know, he gets to pull up middies. I'm like, all right, you know, he's going to get Bro, that. Bro, cool he like must that. have won like 9 for 12 he, he, on middies. He might have went like 6 for 6 on straight mid-range shots. So, but once he like go to the, I, like I blocked him a few times. Once he but, came into the paint, it wasn't, I mean, he was athletic. He could jump. Yeah, but second half, I switched on the other white boy because the white boy was killing KJ. He so was. I was like, KJ, right, you just go there. I'll go here. But then, like, you know, I was guarding the white boy. So. Nah, I was the roamer. I was the Giannis of the group. I really was all over the place, calling out screens. Show for show, yeah. It's um, kind of crazy. I really wasn't expecting to come in and be arguably the best player on the team. It's not arguably. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying This conversation that. is likely more entertaining than the entire All-Star weekend. Mm. Cooked. Mm. You guys should pull up one day. I would. I would. Did we make the playoffs? Play uh, I don't know if I can commit a full season. <laughs> It's only like seven games. Yeah. I tell you what, if we make the playoffs slide. Okay. Yeah. 
right. definitely are the perfect center. They need yeah. someone like you. I just wouldn't be able to commit. Like, I know there's going to be days I'm like, I don't want to do this. You can be Brooke Lopez of the group. Just show up sometime. You got the strap. <laughs> you should be a rim protector. Oh, oh. I'll be honest. We need to commit a guy. Yeah. We're going to need a guy showing up here. When do you guys typically play? Tuesdays. Tuesdays. What time? Like nine? It's late, bro. Nine and ten. Ten is be the nut. Ten be the late ones. Now my mom and dad, when I told them ten o'clock, they're like, "How is that even possible? How is that allowed?" Is, Dudes be so energetic when they walk in there. It's actually <laughs> yeah, I'd insane, be tight, bro. <laughs> like, oh. It's insane, bro. That's late. I'll be honest, man. I've had a ball. It's definitely fun and, and hilarious. It's been yeah. so great to see me be good. Thanks. It means a lot to me. Draymond Green. You better. Yo, I won't lie. He's better than Riff. No. Nah, I won't. I won't say I'm flat it's out just, better. The, than the, the only thing he's better at, the only is the thing most important thing in the game, is three point shooting. It's scoring. That's it. No, it's three point shooting. Okay. He's not better at the rim than me, and we neither of us take mid range jumpers. Like, so who have you been trying to look at to add on to the team? We're just trying to put, take out guys who do nothing and add in guys who do something. Like Frank is a body. We need a body. Yeah. And allegedly he plays defense. Yes. And Tyler can shoot. See, we're trying to add yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know? that. CJ can no longer shoot and he cannot play defense. Steve can shoot but can't play defense. Have you ever tried trying to get JC on the team or now? I had JC before, but he's timid when he plays in games. Okay, I see. Yeah. You know uh, how he gets sometimes. You know, yeah. yeah. A little timid, so. We had some time. I know. Though. Growing up, you was always, there was always those guys in the gym that were dumb, nice. They but then once they got in the game, they just Here's the truth. didn't play that well. If I ever learn how to dribble, I will clear this man. <laughs> if I ever learn how to dribble, it's scary hours. He's such a liar. I'm not lying. He doesn't play I, better defense than me. My defense is good. But you don't play better defense than me. I, You're not I, a better I'm not playmaker that, that than me. small dude fucking do you in. You're lying. My playmaking. I, 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 what I just said. My playmaking what did the big man good. do to you guys? Which big man? The big man he that won MVP. Once. He fired me once. We Wait, played him once. Who? He won MVP. Who? The big, the big that we played last week, uh, two weeks ago. He was MVP. Yeah, because he gave y'all twenty five and twelve. Unjustified. The the MVP should have been small, uh, small brown dude. Small brown dude didn't even have game high. That's insane, bro. I felt like he didn't miss. Actually, Kate, you had more points. Me and you had more points than. I don't believe that. I'm I I'm telling you. Twenty five and twelve. Gave him Seb he did. and Ruben twenty five and twelve. Once. He's lying. Don't, they, I have, the don't film. they have? I have these, the film. I have the film. Don't they have me once. He Instagram? shimmied me. Yeah. He looked like Hakeem. He got oh, me. That's cool. That's he cool. got he me. I literally him. went to him. I'm like, you got it. He destroyed I, our front court. He did. This is the team that's dumb nice. No, no, they're not nice at all. Oh, they're oh, good. A whack team? They're like us. Okay. Okay. We should have won. Is uh, was it CJ in the funk? Who's in the funk? They're not that good. They beat us. CJ told me to my face. He told me to my face, eye to eye as a man. I said, yo, what's up? What's going on? He's like, I'm in a funk. I'm like, on defense? He was like, yeah. Like, what? I know. Is he out of his funk? Or we're going to find it tonight. Yeah, yeah. We're going to find he's, it tonight. He's, he's, <laughs> I was like, you had a, like, you can't call out screens? He's like, yeah, I'm just in a funk. I was just like, all right. Well, he's just not thinking like, Yeah, funk. I was just like, okay. I'm going to be honest, bro. Being antisocial and, and trying to play basketball, they can't correlate in terms of being you loud. To talk, yeah. You have to talk. Just got to be one of those guys that takes up the slack. Honestly. Brother, he doesn't say a word. That's why yeah. I'm out there screaming like an idiot on a basketball court. But someone has to do it. Now, Riv, Riv knows. He knows. I'm catching. I'm sneaking up on him. He better lock in. He better, that's why he had to lock in this last game. And that's why I gave him his credit. Bro. It was his best game by far. We're like, it's like, um, I'm trying to think. We're like Steph and Clay. That's what we are. That's what we are. He's the shooter. I'm 2016 Trey. I'm telling you. He's the shooter, and I'm the all-around player, bro. That's really what I'm the, I'm an all-around player, too, because I can't you, dribble, man. It's stop, fucking stop Can't dribble, can't play, can make. I can play, He ran down the court dribbling with his yeah, left yeah, on the right lying. side. That was, oh, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> he looks crazy no, 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 doing no, no. it, bro. I won't lie. That's the moment I knew I have to hit the lap. I, I, it was embarrassing. No, but he, great but shooter. I, great you, shooter. I'll you, give him that. I'll give him that. Did you Good post-up defender. Did you not see post defender. He's not going to the perimeter. You will blow past him with ease. If you blow past me, though, I'm going to recover. Foul. 
Exactly. <laughs> Don't score. Yeah, make your free throws. He's great Bro, shooter. Did you not see the play that I put up on Twitter that first game that I hit him with the bounce pass? Yeah, that's that's, that's playmaking. He has his moments. He has his moments. How many? I don't know. Average? I won't lie. Uh, like like two or three. Like two or three. He's being nice. <laughs> not <laughs> not might even. Be like one or Bro, two. I'm a lot of hockey assists. I'm gonna and be then, no. Then Dallas, why are you over there? Ask him who who gives him majority of his assist. Well, because someone needs to fucking see me. I'm wide open. He's the point guard. Yeah. Yeah. He is the point guard. Hey, and also, I, I do. You know who gave me a lot of my assists last game? Who? Ironically, CJ. Ooh. Makes sense. I'm glad he did. He did. Him shooting those instead of you. Probably I'm going to be ball. honest. I am a good ass passer. I had some good passing. I don't know why he's underrating that part passer, of my game. Passer, playmaker, not the same thing. But I, I score and I pass well. You shoot. You put them together. He shoots, from, he shoots parking lot three. I drove. <laughs> dang. I drove to the basket last game. Wait, did you? I did. Last game. Did you? White boy. I'm white boy. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. I did. Yes, I took did. him off yes, the dribble. I was like, lackadaisical. Riff's like, yo, Drew, what are you doing? And I fucking took off and I laid it on him. He probably has 88% of shots outside the outside. paint on the three-point line and then like the next sure. 12 in the paint. He's right. He's right. I have the ratchet. So Sorry. If you, were, if you were giving yourself an overall, what's your overall and what's Drew's? Like in that league, I'm me and Drew are probably like... What, 84, 83? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was 85, but 84, I can live with that. We have on a game. I'm just going to stick to 84, It's like 80, 83. 84, 83. My cousin, like 80. Then the rest. So like you're an 84, you're the 83. I'm the 84, for sure. Okay, you're the 83? Yeah. If I had dribbling, I'd be an 88. <laughs> I mean, if I had the shooting, I'd be a 95. So. It, yo, the shot selection's so bad from him sometimes. But if it He's hilarious. His isn't bad because he makes it. We have the same shot selection. I he just makes ratchet. it. So he can't I'm really allowed. say it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a, yeah. like, Shit, Jalen Green and Steph could take the same three. Thank, and you. Thank, you. Right. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say. My shot selection's not that bad. What was that tweet? You don't run Steph Curry plays for Tony Parker. That's, That's the fact. truth. That's the fact. You're cooking. Two can be great, but at the same time, hey, I got a little bit more range. Yeah. You guys are funny, man. I have a good shot. You guys are the Nets of this league. You're Mikael Bridges. And you're Cam Thomas? Yes. Nah. Mm. I was going to say, you can't be Cam no. Thomas. We're like, I don't want to call him Spencer Dimwitty. That'd be rude. I'm better. I'm better. You're Dorian last year Smith? Spencer Dimwitty. Dorian Finney Smith. Are you cool with last year Spencer Dimwitty? We're like John Wall and Bradley Bill. I don't know if I'd comp- give us that compliment. <laughs> Take Bradley Bill's handling out the <laughs> equation, and we're here. Can I be Cam Johnson? Fine. I feel I'm, like I'm not Mikel Bridges. I'm not. Or it could be Ben Simmons with a shot. That's Draymond Green, essentially. I'm telling you, I'm t- my best comp is 2016 Draymond. I'm John Wall. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. He is John Wall. Is he one of the more explosive guys in the league? Uh, you know, he's the more aggressive, for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, if you want to put explosive and uh, aggressive. That's valid. Because yeah. he gets to the rim, unlike a lot of the guys. Like, they'll oh, lack a This dribble. might be a good comp. Dennis Schroeder. Nah, Dennis Schroeder low-key can shoot, though. He plays on the Nets, too. Okay, I do play a little bit like... I think Dennis Schroeder has a better jump shot than Riv. Obviously, yeah. he's in the NBA, but in terms of, like, comparatively <laughs> speaking... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so relative to league. Yeah, relative to the league. I think yeah. Dennis shoots better than Riv. What about Edmund Summer? We can fix his jumper. He's not fast enough. I'm really fast. What's wrong with his jumper? His Edmund elbow Summer's flares. Fast. Okay. Yeah, he's six, seven. He looks like a flare. No, his shit is really like this. Shit looks butter when it's, it go up, though. Oh, my God. Not really... I'm not talking about when I. I'm talking about when I get in the groove off yeah, the dribble. Yeah, it probably feels good. You see off the bounce, and then it's just like, you know, what I'm he's, saying he's too pushed. Like that doesn't really go up and around. But you got to keep that elbow in. I gave out some grades for the All Star Weekend stuff. I forgot uh, we had that. That's uh, fine to talk about it now. I, I gave the celebrity game an F. 
You're still upset about Kaisen. It's, it's always an F, though, to be fair. Oh. It's always, I what think if Kaisen that played 48 minutes? I'll give it a C. I think <laughs> the celebrity game is always pretty bad. Did you see uh, Shannon Sharp? I did. That was funny. If they yes. have an episode, Fuck. that would be an insane He episode. was on it. No, I'm talking about like a full like day oh. in person, like on, on Club Shay Shay. Yeah, that would be awesome. Never forget when Shay said, nah, uh, I usually make him shit. Why did he say all that? He said when he's when he's smashing some girl, he doesn't make him fart. He makes him shit usually. I see that. Oh, that's what it was. A girl accidentally farted while he was fucking, and then he said, "It's all right, baby. I I don't usually make him fart. I make him shit." <laughs> he's funny for that. <laughs> nah, bro, that was funny as sin. I almost said shit ironically, but the Rising Stars game I gave a B plus. I thought it was it was all right. Uh huh. The three point contest I gave an A. Hey. Uh, the Always dunk is. contest I gave an F. Mm. Yeah. I'm not mad. Do you guys agree? Would you would you, uh, would you level with a D minus? Mac McClung in air catch was that was cool. tough. That was tough. And was. also, um, talking about one dunk out of like no, no no no. There was another dunk. Um, I still think it was an F. Toppins, yeah, three sixty through the cool. legs. That was OD. It was underrated. That the was OD. Botched the score on that. Sabrina versus Steph was the yeah. best in my opinion. My God, that was it that was, was electric. Time time. It was awesome. Uh, I feel like um, I seen people. Give out a take of not being critical towards Jalen Brown because he's the one star trying to revive the dunk contest, and I would agree with that if the dunks weren't so bad. Like <laughs> if, the, if the dunks were respectable, yeah, he was I just, can level. I mean, he was just he like, did trying to get creative. creative. Yeah, there. like, but I I said this before that he's a great in game dunker, but like he doesn't have this like ridiculous out of the world athleticism where he's pointing between his legs and women. Like he's just not really doing that, you know? Yeah, he's not. But the three-point contest was electric. We were watching uh, Dame right at the end. He he needed one more shot. He missed like three, four in a row and he hit it. I was like, damn. Now he clutched. He did. We he were in there lit. Like, I'm glad I called it. Is there any way to fix this? Um, the all-star game itself, you're saying? The weekend in general, but more so the game. <coughs> the game the too is, was, was the, an F. I think the dunk contest, there's two issues like one, it's hard to create new dunks, but we've seen it. Like the Mac McClung one where he was up in the air, caught it twice. That was tough. Something I don't think Fucking we've seen lit. before, at least in that variation. That was a 50, and they didn't get it. Was. it to him. And also, yeah. I've seen some street ball clips of dunks, and the creativity is. is there. But the thing is, would you rather have street ball dunkers or NBA dunkers? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I understand feel like the there's argument. like different types of athleticism where that's like a very spe- specific there's, type. NBA can, players can't practice those we, dunks. We yeah. can get an elite group of dunkers in all-star weekend. Yes. Like John Morant, if he were to want to do the dunk contest, I firmly believe he could do some crazy shit. We've never seen. I, agree. Yeah, I, I agree. think Zion Williamson, all jokes aside about how you think that his physique is, he still has some of the best bunnies in the game. And I think that he could do something relatively creative. Donovan Mitchell is a, a slam dunk champion himself. I think that he's kind of past that. He already won, but we've seen in game that Anthony Edwards, he's another one that has pretty, pretty, Good bounce to him. I think I would kind of categorize him in the Jalen Brown, where he's a good in-game dunker. Don't know if he'd be a slam dunk uh, type or slam uh, slam dunk uh, competitor, but we still have some stars in this league that have some pretty great bounce to them. So I feel like there is a way to save it, but I can't blame them for not wanting to do it with the idea that hey, God forbid, jumping is where you get injured. That's legitimately where you get injured. But we have seen this game for a long. Long list of years where we've seen some historic legends compete in the slam dunk competition. So I feel like that's how you can save it. But 
We've been begging for that for some time. And the best slam dunk contest that we've gotten in recent memory, I look to that Derek Jones, Aaron Gordon, and Miami. That was a good slam dunk contest. But, of course, the best is 2016. We're chasing 2016 where Levine was doing 360 laybacks. He was fucking slamming, uh, dunking from the free throw line, three uh, through the legs from the free throw line, alley-oop from the free throw line, and, of course, Aaron Gordon sitting in there. We've never seen that before. It's it's gonna be It's going to be tough, but... It, it makes us appreciate moments like that where 2016, this is when Levine was a slam dunk co- competitor and had won it the year before, but he wasn't this breakout star that he became of eventually. Aaron Gordon really wasn't anything solidified in that regard either. But they gave us a great competition. One of the best we've ever seen. Probably, in my opinion, the best ever. Because we got from two guys nothing but perfect content. Yeah. You know, the thing is that I, I don't really think it matters about having stars. I think it just matters about having great dunks. Uh, so I, I don't think, you know, John Moran has to be in it for it to be a headline. I do think but the NBA, yeah, I, I think it would be amazing if he was in it, but we don't need him for it to be great. You just need great dunks. And I, I look toward to uh, some of the worst dunks I've seen on the weekend and on the event. And OB Toppin dunking in some Tims was really ridiculous. That was Cole Anthony. That was Obi Toppin too. Cole Anthony did too, though I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Obi Toppin dunked in some Tims, and it's a regular dunk. You just have Tims so on. Do. Let's I, also never forget Jericho Sims. That was the saddest shit I ever seen in my life. Yeah, you know these Mixed players guys. just don't try with these dunks. I feel like the NBA instead of having the dunk contest be something where it's like uh, you are begging someone to participate in, you have these players send some highlight tapes of what they can do, and then you select them from that. And I'm talking about like empty gym. An actual creative dunk, not something just in a game. And you have to incentivize it somehow. If you're a role player and this dunk contest is a chance for you to get $500,000 or a million, is, you know, you, you were biggest check every year. Yeah, you are definitely wanting to participate in a dunk contest every single year. The dunk contest, though, can be bad. I feel like the All Star game being this terrible is, is the biggest issue. 200 points was ridiculous. You know, no, <laughs> nobody tried. And um, I feel like the All Star game used to be. It used to mean something to players. I understand the idea of not wanting to get hurt, but what this has become for younger stars and how they take it as a joke, you know, Jokic, Luka, Anthony Edwards being the main culprits of this weekend, taking it like a complete joke. I just feel like there's a lack of awareness. Uh, This is supposed to be the best pickup game in basketball. You got the best players in the world competing, and they do try harder in open runs. Like They do. And then when they're in front of, Millions are not trying at all. It sucks because you guys know I love the All Star Game, so it's something I look forward to every single NBA season. I've I've said it pretty religiously. You you make fun of me for saying that it's one of my favorite days of the year, but I've watched some elite All Star games. I can't help but think back to that first year they did the the draft system where LeBron and 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 Kevin Durant are playing defense on Steph Curry. Uh, I can't help but think about when LeBron drafted Giannis, Jokic, Luka, Steph Curry. I mean. We have seen some fun basketball when when LeBron James hits that fadeaway game winner over Zach Levine. When it's coming down to the very wire where the LeBron's team's down by 20 points and Kawhi Leonard goes on this crazy run and they bring him back into the game. I believe that was 2020. We've seen some great basketball recently, so it sucks that the last two years have really clouded what has been years and years of really, really strong basketball in the All-Star game. But, you know, yesterday when we were on Bleacher Report, it, it sucked that... LeBron's name got brought up and one of the reasons why All-Star Weekend has become a joke when I don't believe that's true. I think when when 
the game has been close. You've seen LeBron James lock in, play some high-level basketball, play some really at least visually pleasing basketball. Giannis, every single season, he goes and is in the All-Star weekend. He goes and he competes at the highest level possible. It sucks that two of the top four or five players in the world, in Luka and Jokic, don't give a fuck about this game. And, and and if Jokic were to really try in the All-Star game, it would be pretty crazy to see because you understand how dominant he is on a night-in, night-out basis. Same with Luka, obviously. But when two of the best in the game don't care, we're not going to watch a product that we want to really sit down and, and, and enjoy what we're watching because ultimately these are two of the best. And if they're not giving 100%, why should we as fans want to watch that product. So, to me, it sucks. Last few years, we've seen LeBron get injured, where now that's really why guys are really trying to take it easy. But the way to fix this, and I feel like it's an idea that's getting brought up all over the place on Twitter, is is the obvious one. You make the All-Star game, the winner of it, host home court in the finals. Whether if you're the West, if you're the East, if you win it, you get home court advantage in the finals. Now, we saw that. In the major leagues, in terms of Major League Baseball, where they did it for years, the one issue was, it was like from 97 to 2009, the American League won every single year. So every single year, the American League was hosting the the World Series. Inevitably, they did change off that. But it's a game of basketball. They play a bunch of basketball games, and like you mentioned, in open runs, they give a bunch of effort. What What's any different in the All-Star game? You're, you're playing the best competition. Don't you want to solidify yourself as better than the guy on the opposing side? To me, that's what would make sense as a competitor myself. Hey, but I'm not in the NBA, not in any of these levels, but I'm still competitive in my own right. I would still want to go up face and face like me and Riv. We're, we're friends, but I still will jokingly say I'm better than him at basketball. If I'm Luca and I'm going up against a, another guy in the, in the, yeah. the East, see, it could be Cap, but I, I still say it just so we can have some competition <laughs> there. But if I'm Luca and I'm going up against Tyrese Halliburton and Tyrese Halliburton's getting really big hype this season, I know I'm Luka Doncic. I'm better than him. I want to kill him. I want to get mine. So that's where I kind of have issue with this, but that's the way to fix it. Make it mean something for the regular season. That's how you made me feel right now. There you go. Get fired I up. Be... I love I love All-Star Weekend. It sucks that it's getting destroyed like Oh, this. it's a complete joke right now. I'd be it's so terrible. pissed if the All-Star game decided home court advantage, bro. I'd be so pissed. Why? See, Boston, you got seven games, and it's like, oh, you know, fucking Scotty Barnes didn't give a shit, so Bruh. he didn't try. It's like I just hate the idea that there always got to be more incentives for something or for these players to try. Oh, you want them to try an all-star game? You got to make the pool $2 million for them to go after it. I just don't know if there's really a fix to the all-star game. Because even in the last few years, it's no one plays defense till the fourth quarter. So you're still getting 36 minutes of a bunch of fucking around. And then, oh, when both teams fuck around, it's close in the fourth quarter. That's great. But what happens like that's this fine, past year? That's, that's fine. Yeah, but that's all I ask for. I know, I know. But that's the issue where it's like, you, you just basically need the game to be close at the end. How can you fix that? Yeah, it, it's that's difficult to like, do, bro. I don't I don't mind them actually playing basketball. That doesn't like they could play zero defense, but as long as they're actually playing basketball, I will find it somewhat enjoyable. Then the fourth quarter, you lock in. But I mean, the the shots, the the shots p- these people are taking, the logo shots. Uh, Luca, what did he do? He took a full court shot essentially, and, and two then, for one, and then tweeted <laughs> and talked about analytics. Like you know, when you do those type of things, it, it just ruins the game. It's like I don't want to watch Harlem Globetrotters right now. I agree. I, I want to watch. You know, if, if you guys are not going to try on defense, that's fine. But at least you know, show that you actually care about the product somewhat. Don't make it unwatchable. And I feel like right now it has become unwatchable. Jock Vaughn got fired from the Nets. Can I say the last thing about this yes. All-Star game? I know I spoke a lot, and I'm sorry about that. 
We need I'm, more people like you. I'm sad that they went away from the draft. I get it, West and East. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's classic. But the draft was another aspect of All-Star Weekend that you look forward to. You're, you're, getting, you're getting teammates that never would happen. Like when Steph and, 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 and Kevin Durant were on the same team and LeBron was able to take KD away from Steph, that was exciting. To see Giannis and Steph and Jokic and Luka team up with LeBron, that was exciting. Do you, it's, it's just a great aspect of the game to see just unusual pairings in All-Star Weekend where I feel like you take away that aspect. Now there's another thing that we're not looking forward to in the in All-Star break. And we've seen some great games with the draft. I mean, I'm looking at one, one, two, three, four single-digit games in the last six years in All-Star Weekend. That's why it's kind of tough where I've, I've seen some good basketball, and it sucks these last couple of years. It's ruined it. Jacques Vaughn got fired from the Nets. 71-68 and 68 record. Uh, mm-hmm. With the Nets in total, 0 for 8 in the playoffs has not won a game in the playoffs. One with KD and Kyrie against the Celtics got swept, and then these playoffs against the Sixers they got swept. They're 21 and 33, 11th place in the East, according to Ian Begley from SNY. Several players lost confidence in Jock Vaughn, and this firing comes after the, the Celtics just beat them by 50 points. Now, Riv, I'm gonna go to you first because uh, the interim coach is Kevin Nolly. Won a championship at UConn 2014. Uh, okay. So what are the Nets getting in Kevin Ali? And also a report from Wolves came out that they're rebuilding this roster around Mikel Bridges. I believe he coached the Shabazz Napier team. If I'm not mistaken, either that or the Kemba Walker team. Somebody can fact check Probably me Shabazz on that. Napier's 2014. Uh, I believe yeah. it was Shabazz Napier, though. Great player in college. You know, one of my favorite players. Um, Kevin Ali was a great leader in UConn. You know, he, he was great with his adjustments. Great leader, great motivator. He was somebody that walked into that locker room and demanded respect. And I think Vaughn didn't do that this year. I think Vaughn, you know, put his team in funny situations, put his team in an offense they did not want to be a part of, as uh, Bridges was complaining about it. And also, he didn't give his young players any... They didn't have any real relationship when it comes to on-court situations, like him and Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas always got the wrong end of the, uh, of the shoe. He had never got to full uh, full load of what he could have done. You know, so I think... Wow. What, that, that was... <laughs> I fucked up? No, no, not at all. Oh, it's because I got it right? No, it's no. good. No, it's just a rev one-on-one of one analogy. Oh, thank you. I yes. appreciate that. It's good. Creativity. Um, so I think Vaughn was going to get fired. I thought it would be end of the year. Didn't expect them to come back from the All-Star break, and he's gone. You know, but I think this is an interesting one, you know, especially with them building around Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges is an interesting player. Uh, last year... 20 to 25 games, he was on fire with the Nets. You know, he caught people off guard, you know, and they, and they say when you first get on the scene, the scouting report is not out on you. Now you walk into this year, you had a full offseason of what Mikael Bridges can do. You don't have a definitive point guard for that team that can run the offense, that can put Bridges in perfect spots for him to create because, you know, his his main ingredients is <coughs> coming off the pin downs, working well in those departments. You know, he, he can put the ball on the floor, but that's not really, really what you want him to do. So you don't have a point guard for that. You had a bunch of good players on the team, but not anybody that really moves the needle. You know, Cam Thomas has his moments, but he doesn't get played as often as he should. Mikael Bridges, we know, is a number three. Claxton is improving in his own on the defensive end and on the offensive end, but he's not a guy you're going to go to as your offensive engine night in and not out. And then Cam Johnson is a role player. So you had a bunch of that going for you, and Vaughn just couldn't get these guys to come together as a collective. Now, do I think building around Bridges is a smart idea? No, but this team doesn't have their picks. 
for a while. You know, it's, it's either swaps or they just straight to Houston. So they're going to have to figure out some things. They do have some Philly picks. They do have some picks to toss around. But you have to realize Mikael Bridges is not a player you build around. He's just not, especially at this age, 27, 28 years old. You kind of start that a little bit earlier. Even with Utah getting lucky with Laurie. He, he gave you elite production, and he's still doing that. And this team is a pretty competitive team. you know. So And Laurie's game is just more defined the build-around in terms of just you know bringing guys in. I think for the Nets, they've always, for the past 15 to 20 years, maybe a little less, built their teams off bringing in guys. You look at you know the uh, Darren Williams teams, the Paul Pierce KG teams with Gerald Wallace. They had Darren Williams, Gerald Wallace, and Joe Johnson first, I yep. believe. Then brought in KG and Paul Pierce. You know They built that team like that. Then they went away from that. They had the Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie team. You know, then they had just Kevin Durant, Kyrie. So they've always built these teams through trades, you know, through trying to, you know, make the big splash room. And I think they're waiting for that again. But to build around bridges is just not the answer for me. And Vaughn, honestly, he deserved to get fired. I just didn't think it would happen at this point. It's it's interesting because they've tried to make the big move in terms of getting the best players that are available in free agency or making some trades where now for the first time they're trying to build, well, for the first time in a while, I should say, they're trying to build around a young player. It's unfortunate that this player that they're trying to build around, we just have come to an agreement that he's not a number one. So to to formulate your entire team around Mikael Bridges is a tough look. Uh, but, you know, this is them trying to do something different. It's just unfortunate that they're choosing a player that's not of that caliber to do so. But... He, again, had shown flashes last season, so I can understand them coming into this season with that idea. But you have to know from what he's shown you so far, uh, over 50 games into the season, that he's not a number one option. For you to consistently reiterate and double down that this is our number one guy, this is who we want to build our team around, that's where I feel like you got to adjust and start to pivot at one point in time where you have this asset that is worth a good amount of draft picks that can help you in the future, draft picks that you don't have, maybe it's time to to make that move and really do a hard reset. You don't want to be caught in the middle. You don't want to be the Chicago Bulls, where I look at Chicago and think they're in a better position than Brooklyn because at the minimum, they have a, a, a great player in DeMar DeRozan who isn't as valuable as he once was, but let's not talk about this year, but let's talk about two years ago where they're just caught in the middle. You have an all-star in Zach Levine, you have an all-star in DeMar DeRozan, but that wasn't enough to get you over the hump. And now it's gotten to the point where Levine's out for the season, DeMar's not that same player, and now their ascending player is Kobe White, who we're still still wondering what their ceiling is with him. But they're not going anywhere with players that are better than what the Nets have. So I, I think that they need to cut their losses. This was step one. Get rid of the coach and Jack Vaughn, who has not been that great for them this season, especially with an uh, under... Uh, a middle of the the packed cast, the 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 role player super team, but at the same time, understand that you need to build something for the future. And right now, you look at Brooklyn; they don't have one. The Nets made a mistake. Mm. Uh, they made a mistake in being too impatient. I understand that the drama around the Nets was a lot. It was a lot to handle. But it, I was looking at this the other day. And it kind of caught me by surprise, but then I ended up remembering, and I'm like, yeah, this is actually this is exactly how it happened. The Nets brought in Katie and Kyrie the same year the Clippers signed Kawhi and traded for Paul George. Yep. In those four years, the Clippers were 
They blew a 3-1 lead, the Clippers did, the first year together. Western's Conference Finals lost. Kawhi got hurt. Their third year missed the playoffs. Kawhi missed the entire year. Paul George was unhealthy too. And then they lost in the first round. Kawhi was hurt. In all those seasons, Steve Ballmer could have pivoted and he could have said, we're just going to cut our losses and this is not going to work out. But what Steve Ballmer understood that Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, didn't understand is that having superstar talent on your team is rare. And it doesn't come around often where you actually have real championship expectations, especially if you're a franchise like the Clippers or the Nets. The Nets, since they signed Kyrie and KD, first round loss, but KD did not play the entire season. And Kyrie was out, only played 20 games and then missed the entire year. He was nuts in that 20 games. So the, the first year was essentially a redshirt year for them. Yep. Their second year, they lost in the second round. KD was historic. Harden and Kyrie were hurt. That's probably the biggest reason why they lost. You can point to that um, point in time. Their third year together, first round loss. Harden was traded midseason. Kyrie and the COVID stuff and the stuff about anti-Semitism, that was brought up, and it was a lot of controversy around the team. Harden was only with the Nets for one year. And then in their fourth year together, together Kyrie gets traded and Katie gets traded. This is only a team that was together for two years. The duo of Katie and Kyrie were only together for two years. They were only fully healthy for one playoff run. And Harden was only there for a year. It's too impatient. It was too impatient. They sold on players and now they're stuck. Where at least if you extended Kyrie Irving, even if it was a little bit too much, that now assures that you have Kevin Durant on the roster. You maybe could have tried to make James Harden somewhat happy, even though I think he probably was already set on leaving. But even then, with Kyrie and KD and Claxton and how he's ascended, Cam Thomas coming off the bench, who's a great player, I think, especially for a bench role in the spark plug. I mean, the Nets would have still been contenders in the East right now. And they were too impatient, and they sold off. And now we see the Clippers... They tried for years to figure this thing out. They found the missing piece in James Harden, and now they're one of the favorites in the West, and this is the healthiest they've looked. Steve Ballmer remained patient. There were times where he could have given up, but he wasn't like Joe Sy, and he saw the bigger picture, and that's why the Clippers, hopefully this year, can be rewarded for that patience. And they definitely, and, and over the course of the years, you've seen the Clippers continue to build around the stars, even if they are hurt. You know, Norman Powell. Marcus Morris had a point. Batum, they brought in Robert Covington. Zubac. They brought in Westbrook. Mm -hmm. They had Zubak. Like they've always Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley. They brought running. in Daniel for some short time. PJ Tucker. They brought. Yeah. So they've always found a way to not only outsmart the Nets in terms of just you know keeping guys around the stars, even though they hurt, even though they hurt. We're gonna build guys. Reggie Jackson. I can't forget him. We're gonna continue to build this roster as if they are here. They continue to bring in and plug in guys. The Nets just kind of like, nah, we're not gonna do it. So that's a great point, bro. How many times did we say when they traded Kevin Durant? At least I said, you're responsible now for trading James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. We should all look at you, point, and laugh. <laughs> it's not the best look. Do, do you think it's a little bit different, though, because of kind of the route Kyrie took at first, and then once Kyrie was off the team, KD was like, all right, what am I doing here compared to the Clippers where Kawhi and Paul George, they might have been hurt, but there wasn't at least drama around them, contracts wanting to be in L.A.? I think the difference, and that's a great point, Dallas. I think the difference is that Kawhi and Paul George, to me, it feels like they're always on the same page. I agree. They, they well, PG understand, always follows Kawhi. Yeah, they understand what they want. I get it. 
they understand what they want and they <laughs> work together. You know, Kawhi is a robot. Kawhi's different. Yeah, he's he different. in the mold, you know. Listen, that's PGS came out multiple That's our guy. He's a leader. When he needs me to step up, I will. Kyrie wasn't really giving that. He, he gives wasn't. Kyrie gives. I'm the best player in the Ky- room. Yeah, no I mean, we what know. Room I walk Listen, in. Kyrie's had yeah. issues in different places. It's been a wild hopefully card. He's, he he's had he's issues with LeBron, so I can't expect he wouldn't have issues with anybody. And I think that's the biggest difference is that Harden left because of Kyrie not getting the vaccine, which is a personal decision. But Harden left because Kyrie wasn't playing and KD was hurt and Harden had a backpack and he was like, I did this in Houston. I don't want to do this in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I want to go and I want to compete. Because for Harden, he was and still is desperate for a championship. KD has won. Kyrie has won. They don't need it no more. That's why the Clippers is a great fit. And that's why the Sixers were too because Joel Embiid wants a championship. Uh, Kawhi wants another one. Paul George wants his first. Russell Westbrook wants his first. Tyron Lue wants to win without LeBron. So I think it's a it's just a better environment. Kyrie Irving was a wild card. Really was. Kevin Durant and Kyrie want another. Remember, they I know, came but together. They already have they one. It's to... not as desperate as hard. I think Katie wants his one without he Steph. Does. Just like Steph won his. No, he does, but he's at a point now where it's like, I just want hope. There's, no, he's player, his there's no player that's content with what they just have. Anthony unless Davis, remember he came out with that. Uh, he said he has nothing left to prove, but that doesn't mean he's not hungry still. That's a good point, good point. but I, I, like I do that. think like Harden was just desperate, and he was with the Nets, and he looked around and said, "Y'all are just fucking around. Like y'all are just <laughs> wasting my time. You Crying. guys are not focused on why? playing ball." And Harden just got sick of it, and that's why he requested a trade. Tried and beat first, and, and so that's why I feel like Kawhi's better. Yeah, for sure. Harden was the one that I feel like if they could have convinced him to stay, if Kyrie and KD had those conversations, like, listen, right now it's kind of rough, but you know, Steve Maybe Nash is going to get up out of here soon. Too. No, they could probably convince him to stay. I think, you know, they probably would have won a championship or had a great chance at winning and, one. And also, probably hiring Steve Nash <clears throat> probably wasn't the best situation no. to have all of these superstars who have had egos, who've had issues in the past with, you know, either the cities they're in, other teammates, vaccines. There's so much shit going on. Steve Nash being a first-time head coach, although legendary NBA player, don't know if he was the perfect situ- coach to be put in that situation. Great State. He was. Um and Jock Vaughn, I mean, it's tough. It's hard to imagine a coach that could be put on this Nets team and they're not fired in a couple of seasons. The talent just isn't there. And it's going to be hard for them to obtain more talent, as you guys mentioned, not having your draft picks. And your best player is Mikael Bridges. And I understand on one end, you need to sell somebody to the fans and some potentially other free agents saying, listen, we got a guy we think can be that dude. We don't think he could be the number one, as you mentioned, Drew. But you have Mikhail who could be, you know, a number two, maybe on an ECF team if you got a lot of good players around him. I'm, I'm speaking Sheesh. just the, the perfect situation or so best nice. case scenario. Realistically, three. realistically, number yeah, number three, you know crazy? maybe four. Jack Vaughn went from having Kevin Durant and them being like a top three seed in the East just last year, probably like towards the December, January mark. Until Katie got yeah. hurt. Yeah. And, yeah. Got hurt. and they was they was rolling. They was doing anything, and now he got fired. This is like crazy. Remember those like, conversations what? that without KD, Kyrie would be able to keep this team afloat? Who said that? Remember those? Just, so uh, just a guy at the to table. my left. Just at the table. Oh, when you said Tino was better than Luca. <laughs> Stand on that. Right here. Yeah, I get it. Nah, it. It is what it is, you know. The, the Nets team, is it's going to be hard to rebuild that team, but they've done it before. Claxton's a free agent too. Yo, Tatum wins an MVP yeah, 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 yeah. before Luka Doncic. 
You think it's going to be this I'm year? I'm just asking you a question. What did we do there? Yo, there's been some pushing for, for Tatum over we, All-Star Weekend. We there? Bro. I like it. So you I based, like a lot of things better off I'm yeah. just wondering. I'm asking you a question. You said he was the best player in the league. I think Luke is Luke still. Oh. doesn't change my opinion. Like no. And I think Luke got a better chance to win MVP. But he should think that. Yes. Of course. He's better keep climbing those standings. He will. That's I all he, he said. Will. Tatum just said that every time I step on the court, I feel like I'm the best player. I feel like everybody says that. But if you're you a superstar to, in the league, yeah, you have, have to feel that. You know, you know Jock Vaughn, yeah, another thing. Other shit. I want to yeah. criticize Jock Vaughn on. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Jock Vaughn came into the season building the offense with the Nets around Ben Simmons. I did see that. I don't know if that's particular. I, I don't know if that's true. Genius. Because who, Ben, who he didn't terrible. even start the year it with was them. A, or did he like start? I think it was right? on ESPN. He started, it was he started healthy. Yeah. He started healthy? So here's the thing. He only played like 12 When games. Ben was on the court. They had they had motion consistency. It was lit. Yeah, they, were, they were good. They were solid. Should it I was lit. Did pull up the PVP numbers? Yes. Yeah, you could. Ben was really good. Right, it, it sucks that he got hurt. No drill. But building your offense around a player that is injury prone is crazy. I understand his playmaking was so damn good. He's not a scorer. We know this. But his ability to <laughs> facilitate an offense and let it go. Talk to me because the PPP. Is so their record, with, their record nah. with Ben Simmons this year is 6-6. Six and six. Okay. Which is perfect because when he's on and off, they're the same team. So 115 <laughs> on, 115 <laughs> off. So that's beautiful. Defense, 116 on, 118 off. So it's nothing. Not drastic. 6-6 six, six makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, okay. they're an average team. Yep. He, they're an average team. There we go. Now let's look at uh, Mikael Bridges. Let's have some fun here. God bless Mikael oh, Bridges. Um, also, kind of getting shit on by uh, kind of getting shit on by Don, uh, Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson on their podcast. Kind of nuts. Like wow, he was just sitting there and just they were basically saying like, New, like the Knicks own the Nets. Like, and, and he's not really wrong. But also, if I'm a Nets fan, this is my franchise you player. Back. You're not even going to be like. I think Mikael just wants out. I think he wants Brooklyn. to be in New York. Like I would, if I'm I him, I'd be like, well, shit. I mean. When's the last time y'all got out of the second round? It's been the same time Canadian for y'all. Me? Like, I would say something. Like, can any of y'all guard me? Because at heart, Mikel is still a son. Is it? He yeah, might be still it? a Villanova. Okay. He nah, probably I'm felt like he was just with the boys. Um, So you guys want to hear his... Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the court, 115. Off the court, 117. They actually get better when he gets off. Maybe because Cam of Thomas. Ball. You should check them Cam Thomas numbers. No, no, what's the defense? Offensively. Though? Can you tell me the defense? You've also seen... When he's off. One seventeen when he's off. I forgot where I heard this, but the Lakers defense is better... Without Anthony Davis on the court this year? Ooh, let me double check. Some numbers Nuts. could be fluky. You're looking at Cam Thomas first. What's, what's Cam, Cam Thomas, Thomas, they get significantly better. When he gets offense, 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 offense. Yes, only. they get significantly <laughs> better. It's 113 when he's on and 118 when he's off. They get significantly check, the, check the AD shit. Defense, all right, defense is 120 when he's on, 115 when he's off. They actually get way better when he's off the team. Yeah, okay. Mm. On to the next. More important Tough people. Look. I don't like analytics, man. <laughs> that's, a lo- that's funny. EPA? I love He's EPA. EPA man, I, I put y'all on to EPA, man. So AD, no, AD, AD's actually wrong. Oh, is it? AD when they're on. Oh, no, I lied. Offense. No, I'm not lying. Defense. AD when they're on. Offense 117. Off 111. Defense when they're on. 117 when they're off. 113. So, yeah, the defense... That's crazy. But the offense jumps off the fucking building when he's off the court. That shit's irrelevant to me. I'm not saying no, in you one watch, way or another. You, like, just, you prefer the Irish. I ain't mad at you about it. You watch games more than anybody. He's the fucking goat. He's all right. <laughs> he's all right. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to do okay, it for this episode. Too, so uh-huh. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> of the Pick a Side Podcast episode 354, you guys can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick a Side Podcast. On Twitter at Pick a Side Pod. 2K League. 
We're 2K. dropping a two, we're 2K in. league. We're locking in. Uh, listen, Drew wants to do 15 teams. We're going to rob with whatever he's he's. I'm going to randomly select the the 11. We're going to do, I think it's 15 teams. So I'm going to randomly select 11. Hopefully you guys are, are selected and it should be fun. And if you guys want the league to feature more teams, you guys have to beg. You have to get yeah, on your knees. No, 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 he's, he's so, UConn's down 20 to Creighton. Creighton's a good team, but goddamn. Shout out to the Biggies. They've so, just been a unanimous number one team for like a week or two. So thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.